going on was that a was that a ballist falsetto that i just heard there not for me i think that was i think that was jesse <laughs> i think it was hi jesse how you doing how's it going dan <laughs> you want to sing another <laughs> tune for us man no man i'm fresh out do your deep voice jesse my deep voice yeah give us some bass <laughs> you're very white <laughs> let's hear your very white I don't, I don't got anything this week i didn't i didn't come prepared he knows better. Damn. I can't top Nick. <laughs> I was talking with Raja Bortkosh tonight. You guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. 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 He was very impressed with Jesse's singing last week. Mm. Uh-huh. He, he made a point. He called me on Skype, and he's like, hey, I like that kid's voice. What's his name <laughs> again? So he's stalking. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he's stalking you now, just so you know that. Uh, American oh, Idol, good. dude. <laughs> American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are, guys. It's the first episode of 2014. Woohoo! Yeah. Is anyone yeah. still recovering from the uh, festivities of New Year's Eve? From that rowdiness of going to bed at 11? Yeah, bed. exactly, <laughs> oh, Nick. Dude, I barely made it. <laughs> I, I'm with you too, dude. That's exactly what happened. This is with sad. Me. Tell me, Jesse, you went and did something on New Year's Eve. Um, nothing crazy, but I, I made it till midnight. I made it till one. I didn't make it to midnight either. Did you blow so anything up, like so fireworks, explosives? No, not nothing crazy like that. What what I don't get though is you guys stay up till one in the morning every other night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but New yeah. Year's Eve, you just can't. You just can't do it. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> We're not sheep. I was tired, day. dude. We knew everybody yeah. else in the world was going to be up, so we decided screw that. We're gonna do what we want to do. My one night to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't interested. I, I was like, eh, maybe I'll stay up and watch the 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 apple or ball, whatever the hell it is, drop. Right? I just, I, I'm not interested, man. It's just another day. Hmm. Yeah, that portion of New Year's, I'm with you, Dan. I, I like the meaning of it, but the whole stay up and party and stuff—that's a young man's game. Yeah, we all had our days. <laughs> So, moving into the year, did uh, anybody get any flying in to start the new year off? Who's up? I'm hoping somebody got some flying in. I'll take it. Go for it. I got some flying in, although it was was the same frustrating (laughs) hair-pulling. Have you made any headway (laughs) with that? I yeah, have. Gobble, gobble. Awesome. Gobble. I have made a little bit. Uh, actually, after last week's episode aired, 
I got just completely bombarded with emails. <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of emails from listeners. Some people saying, dude, I've had the same exact issue to a T, going through and describing it. What did they do to fix it? Some people saying they never got it fixed. They just went to a higher head speed. Uh, one guy in particular, uh, Aram, I think I'm, I'm probably butchering your name, dude. I apologize. Just sent me an email today and said that he couldn't get the thing to stop wobbling either in the same head speeds. And then he went to edge 753s and now he flies it perfectly fine at 1450 and at 1700, which is weird yeah. because we've heard hmm. about the SAB blades being crappy. And that was one of yes. my first concerns. But when I went and did the balancing and checking it, it was, I mean, like I said last episode, they were perfectly balanced span wise, cord wise, and they were exactly the same weight, 233 grams. So I thought, hey, this is, this is great. Maybe I got a good batch. What I'm starting to think, though, is it has something to do with those blades, uh, their size, their weight, their cord. Uh, more of their aerodynamics and how that plays into lead lag damping and some of the more complex side of things on the rotor head. Uh, and the 753s happen not to be an issue. So I'm going to be ordering myself some 753s. Is that the cure-all, do you think? Is it going to happen? Uh, you know, dude, if that's all I needed to do to fix this, I would be very, very excited. And very pissed that you spent all those hours trying to fix it. Uh, that's the yes. first thing I said. That's yeah. exactly what Nick said. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He said, dude, uh, wouldn't you feel completely pissed and excited at the same time? I'm like, yep. <laughs> but hey, I mean, who knows? I, I did play around a little bit more this week uh, to get some of the low, low head speed stuff figured out. I can go all the way down to like a thousand or eleven hundred from about 1,000 up to 13, 1350 is perfectly fine. And I haven't gone below 1,000. I'm sure I could. And then right around 1850 to 1900, it comes back into its own. But I'll tell you what, dude, that thing on 770s at 1900, ooh, it, it is scary. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So that reinforces my my thought that I'm going in the right direction by going to these lower head speeds. Uh, you know, I, I, I've looked a little bit more at the heli. I, I'm a, there are a couple of things I've been looking at. I mean, Nick and I have been talking a little bit about the head, head design, the damping, so on and so forth, playing around with a little bit of, of, of stuff in that area. Also, I've got a hunch that the frame could be stiffer than it actually is in its current configuration. So I'm messing around with a couple of things here, but I've made the decision to make it work. Uh, even if it turns into a Franken gobbler, uh, it's going to fly and I'm going to like it. It's going to be in the head speed range that I want, whether it likes it or not. Um <laughs> And and I'll tell you what, though, give her hell, give I, her I, hell. I was talking to Nick about this earlier uh, earlier today. Just the small amount of flying that I've done on it, where I haven't been chasing the stupid wobble, and I've just been able to focus on flying the heli. This thing, if it really is close to as good as I think it's going to be, then this might be the heli that kills my ninety class. 
because it flies so much more stably, so much more solid, smooth, clean, that I kind of feel like, well, what's the point of picking up a 700 when I got this one that's swinging, you know, 750s or with the stretch 800s? So we're going to see how it happens. I, I don't know. I do have one I'm question. My sure. guess is you'll be quickly mm. reminded when it hits terra firma. Yeah. <laughs> you and you have to yeah. fix it. Oops. You'll be like, yeah, you'll be like, dude, what was I thinking flying okay. this thing? $180 for a set of blades. I do. I still have a question. Yeah? Is stably a word? I don't know. Did it fit? I don't know. It kind of sounded like did you made it, it up on the spot, but did did it did it it felt funny to you? It did. It felt more stable. How about that? I love it. I love it, dude. I'm drinking some beer here. <laughs> Cut me some slack. You got the idea. <laughs> I got the idea. <laughs> we, we all so got the yeah, point. I, a little bit of flying. Nothing crazy. Uh, it's the weather's been crappy. Despite having the last two weeks off, it's just been one of those meh. So. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. I did get to fly. I didn't get to do much else. Sounds like a lot of fun, you boring son of a bitch. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you you got to take a take a breather ever so often, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on a. I'm just finishing up a two and a half month breather. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that I don't have that big <laughs> of a breather. I mean, I feel bad for you, but uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh, it's all good now. We're all good. Uh, who's next, man? Who, uh, Nick? What do you got? What do you What do you got going on this past week, dude? I flew a lot. I think I got a text, or we all got a text, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some ridiculously high number that, frankly, I think is just bullshit. It's like twenty four, right? Twenty six. So, uh, Jesse and I flew last Saturday, last, correct? Yep. 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 So we flew last Saturday. Didn't get a ton in. I don't think. I don't yeah, remember probably, that being I think it. I got like 10 to 12. Yeah, somewhere around there. Jesse, what but the hell were you doing? 10 to 12. Just, can I, I don't want to steal the thunder from Nick. It's Nick's turn. Yeah, right. my turn. Right. Go ahead. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cold, so it's just kind of a normal. But what I did notice in going out there um, and flying those flights was that, A, I have been neglecting some tuning on my helicopters pretty bad. I mean, they, they fly perfectly fine, but when you really started hammering on them, I could see some negative tendencies. And it's been one of those where, you know, this kind of all of last year, it was messing around with this and that and just a constant. And, you know, I, I hadn't, I finally now kind of settled down and my models have stayed the same. And I I never put that 110% Nick tune to my actual flying models, believe it or not. Uh, so I was kind of just pondering it and thinking about it. Well, Saturday night, I I went through them, made some changes, put in, oh, man. I installed the Scorpion HK 4526, 520 kV F3C motor in the blade, which, Ooh. by the way, is a drop-in. Oh, Yeah. Yes, and um, got an opportunity Sunday. Jesse punked out, <laughs> so I said, "All right, Nick, you have about three hours where you can be out here. It is time to fly and tune." 
I pulled the Revolution blades off the Blade 700X, put some rail blades on it so I could actually tune it. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, You get what you get out of the Revolution blades. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I fly them, you know, because they're a set of blades and they're going to get crashed eventually. And I mean, they fly okay. But if you really want to tune, you know, and work on getting every little teeny little bobble wobble out, I have a lot of faith in the rail blades. I mean, they're a very forgiving blade. They're a very stable blade. Um, so they, for me, they work very well with tuning. Um, so, yeah, I went out there and I put, I think I got about 25 flights in total in three hours. I flew like nonstop for the first six or seven flights, the the 700 DFC, working on every last little teeny, just you name it. And then I would throw in a random 700X flight to just kind of keep me grounded. And if you have a fleet, this is where an advantage of having a couple 700 class electrics is a really big advantage. You can start tuning and think everything feels right. And then you go back to your other model and it's like, whoa, yeah, uh, okay, no, never mind. That didn't feel as good as I thought that it did. So it's really good to throw in that reference flight. And I did that kind of in that way and then made the switch over to mainly flying the 700X and then throwing in reference flights on the on the DFC. And it just got, man, it accomplished so much. I could not believe how well the models flew at the end of the day. And even a lot of the stuff that I had, you know, like earlier in the season, I usually run a I typically kind of run a a lower head gain. I like a lot of flow out of the head and out of the cyclic. And so, you know, at the beginning of this last year is when I was really starting to work on, you know, put put an effort into double and triple piroflips. Well, I loosened up the head a lot because it gave it a lot more flow and it was really helping me. Well, you know, now that to where they're getting a little more dialed in, I noticed that when I flew the model, I'm like, man, this thing feels pretty loose. Like a, a lot of other maneuvers, it could be a lot more locked in. Well, Jesse had made that comment too because I had him fly mine. And he was like, yeah, head gain, you know, it's definitely a little little flowier than mine is. So um, that just kind of made me think. I went back, bumped up my head gains, and hey, what do you know? I can still do my pro flips exactly the same. So it was a matter of where I had tuned to cater to my inability at the beginning. But now that I've gotten better, um, it was a good thing to go back and retune because I could gain some advantage and and it's a lot more locked in now. Um, So, yeah, it was just awesome. That motor is freaking ridiculous. I put some pictures up, uh, 484. We're in 85, right around in there, grams. So it's actually lighter. Jeez, dude. Yeah, wow. it is lighter than the stock um, 700X motor. It is lighter than a 4525. So we were wrong when we talked about it. It is actually lighter, about 15 grams lighter. And that doesn't, has, su- doesn't surprise me. No. That you were wrong. Has. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I know. I didn't. I didn't. I was off. I really feel like this motor, like they might have done it a little bit of disservice by labeling it F3C because I don't want people to like shy away because of that. It, I, I almost feel like it really is kind of like a version three of the 4525. 
um, which is just lighter and more efficient with that monster winding in there. I absolutely love it. It will probably be my go-to, you know, if I had to, you know, I'm not saying I would go replacing a 4525 with it, but if I was going to, if I, you know, had something happen or stuffed it and had to replace a motor, I would definitely put this one in. It sounds then, like the new, the new default 90 size 12S motor to me. It It, it is for me because it's so light. Because honestly, you know, the 4525 before you couldn't beat it power to weight i mean it's just no. an awesome package and, and this one guys, sounds like it's even better yeah a lot of the guys went to the 4530 on paper it does have a lot more power i don't know really how many people not not many people can get that power out of it in a 700 class right now you drop down to the 450 kv and you know maybe put it in a 750 class or a 12s 800 class and then definitely you know you're going to be able to tell a difference but it is significantly heavier. They're all good motors, but I, I really like this one. The power difference, very noticeable. I mean, very noticeable. Even in normal stuff, it just flat out held head speed a lot better. And that blade motors, I mean, it's no slouch. It is a very, yeah, very good to be, stock motor. It was definitely 100% flyable. Oh, yeah. By all I mean, means. Without a I doubt. Mean, yeah, if I was going to, I would not... Tell someone if they had an opportunity or were considering a Blade 700X, I would not say, oh, that's one of those must replaces, right? When you get the kit, you know, you take this and you throw. No, absolutely not. I would say get your money's worth out of it first. But I did notice a difference, and I think it's a, the you know, the 4526 has been a great upgrade. So what do you think it takes to notice that difference, though, dude? I mean, to put a more fine point on it. I mean— well, what kind of you know, flying do you need to be doing to be able to say, oh, yeah, night and day? You could really kind of even notice it. And Jesse, you know, it was I, I can't even put words into how great it was for me to make him fly both my helis because it had been like almost a year since we'd done that. Yeah, since we swapped. Mm-hmm. And we found out some stuff was a lot closer than we thought and other stuff was a lot farther. And this I'm, I'm actually I'm glad you bring that up. You, you know, when you're, we're, he's basically flying the 700X and the DFC almost back to back and same governor. So both running on the Icon Gov, both running on Castle EFCs. Really, the difference is the motor. The weights are very, very similar in weight, like within 0.2 pounds or something like that, 0.1 pound. So he, you know, you're getting a lot of the sound and the grunt difference is just the motor. And even in TikToks, even in TikToks, you could tell. Four-point TikToks, I would say, were, were pretty obvious. Uh, Jesse, where would you say yeah. you noticed it the most? Um, yeah, it was definitely in the TikToks. But another thing I was going to point out was you did also switch blades at the same time. Yes, that is and true. I Very think, true. Oh, okay. And it's, it's not so much that I think the blades were super inefficient, but there was definitely an audible... They, they were noisier than the rail blades. So I yeah. think... Just by hearing it grab more air, you you feel like you're losing power, you know, something that could like that. Be. So. Yeah, that could be. Good point. Very good point. It just like pulling, even pulling through a hurricane. I could get that, I could get the the blade motor or the E-flight motor to grunt in a hard, full collective hurricane. You could definitely get it to the point where it's like, like you're working it right on that right. edge. That mm-hmm. edge was... I could not reach that edge 
on the 4526 for my flying skill. Like it was full collective and about at the point where I was expecting it to, it held a, like it held very firm and I pushed it farther than that. And I actually ran out of testes before the motor ran out of power. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. That's what you want though. Yeah. And you know, the big, you know, the, the claim on it and it makes sense with the winding is that it's going to be a lot more efficient. Well, to really do an efficiency test accurately, you're going to have to like do a hover test and log it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to tell everyone like I gained flight time because I don't think that I did. What I did notice is that I felt that my flights, I was flying harder. I was having more fun with the power, little heavier on the sticks and flying more aggressive. And I did not lose flight time. So that's what I noticed. That's a good. That's a good yeah, combination. It was, yeah, it is. It it really, really is. Um, I, you know, I, it was it was a great, great day for me on Sunday to get out and tune those, and then to come back. It, it was just awesome. I'd found. I re, kind of realized that I had been quite lazy. Um, you know, it's weird. You you don't realize as you progress that your setup. You know, people always talk about, well, I need to run this fast. I have to run this fast or else I can't do this trick. That's not true in most cases. But there are a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of situations where uh, even just a, a little bit of a difference in the way that the heli feels on the cyclic can make a maneuver a lot easier. And there's a, and there's a balance there, you know, like Jesse had made a comment, Oh, um, you know, okay. Our, my flip and roll rates were almost identical with his. He goes, but it's just, it's not quite as responsive right at center. The one, the one big example being when I was flying as heli, you know, I'm going through my normal routine, pyro flips, TikToks, all this stuff. And then I go to do bunny hops and this is something, you know, I, I learned quite a while ago. And Nick's been doing them, and I go to do bunny hops in his in, in on his heli, and I go to pop the elevator after I do one, and I literally just start chuckling, and I'm like, oh, this is why you can't do bunny hops. <laughs> he actually says that. Oh, this is I'm why like, you can't do it. I'm like, like I, oh, thanks. I, I figured it out. I figured it out. This is why you can't. just the you know completely different response around center stick. How quick? How quick right. you can get that heli back up to perpendicular? And it is. It's when I do them. I'm like, I'm sawing at it. I mean, I'm way into it. And I do know that my setup is a little more like that. I use a lot of stick throw, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But a a great example was I went back, and, and you know, the, the tail rate has been the big thing, the yaw rate. How fast my tail? I have always flown a slower tail because I'm a full rudder kind of guy. I... Decided to after him, his comments, and then coming and being like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm very comfortable with my tail rate. And that's the same rate that I've flown it for a long time. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Why have I gone up with my cyclic, the overall roll rate? Why have I made my cyclic more touchy, yet my tail has stayed exactly the same? And I think it was a comfort thing. That's what felt comfortable. Well, that's... You can kind of dig yourself into a hole and limit yourself. I can only fly so hard if I'm only going to pirouette so fast because when I get down on the deck and I go to pirouette something, I have to keep the heli, the heli up a little higher if I'm going to get a full rotation before I pop it 
you know, like maybe skid bump or something. Yep. And so mm-hmm. I went home, increased the tail rate on it, took a little, uh, took a fair amount of like expo out of the tail and really sharpened it up and made the tail match the cyclic in as far as kind of the response, made it just everything a lot more linear all the way around. And it felt awkward at first, but very quickly I became comfortable and my flights very quickly became a lot more aggressive, like a lot more. I just had a lot more confidence that when I was down on the ground, I could, you know, rudder stir and the whole heli was going to get around a lot faster and it, I could do it lower with, with more comfort. So it's just kind of like finding that balance of not making it so twitchy. You're deterring your learning. But don't don't be afraid to to push yourself, you know, on your rates, obviously within reason. Yeah, so that was kind of my learning. And then I got back out Sweet. Wednesday. Did some did some New Year's Day flying and brought in the um, new year with a good day. Yeah, we had a great that was actually <laughs> a great day. Just banging out some flights. You know, one of the best parts about being in our position is being able to give back to you, the listeners. And luckily, we deal with companies like Gen Zace Batteries who share that thought. They've generously offered up a 10% discount code just for our nation listeners. That's right, Nick. So if you guys want to take advantage of this discount, go to hobbyparts.com. And when you're checking out, enter in the code RCHN10. Spent a little time with Ed over the week last weekend and on New Year's Day. Ed is uh he's talking about ordering an N7. Oh. Dude, <laughs> what? Yeah, he had, wasn't he out of the hobby like two months ago? <sighs> I don't know. I wasn't really talking to him two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but he sent me a text at work today. He's like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna order an N7. I'm like, oh, okay. Sweet. And then he kind of hemmed and hawed with a few questions. And then he started sending me prices of what it's going to cost for him to get a an electric 700 versus a nitro 700. Then he started talking about the N5C. And he's pretty stuck on Synergy. Has he mm-hmm. flown a Synergy before? No. Why just, do I feel like he's owned an N5? Yeah. Am I thinking of someone else? You're thinking of someone else. He hung out with Matt Bodos, so you know. Okay, there you go. So, he got the Bodos chunk. Enough said. <laughs> he did. So, you know, he got he's got rail blades on his helis now. But it's not like it's a bad thing. Though. No, no. I absolutely. mean, it's all great stuff. Absolutely. So. so, last weekend we went and it was, uh, you know, my starter thing, right? Told you guys about the starter last week, how the battery's mm-hmm, going down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... I get to the field and I'm like, oh, okay, how are we going to get this heli started? Well, pull out the DeWalt drill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I got it started. I actually had a friend from work come down. She brought her kid down, so he was really kind of interested. He wanted to check out the helis. Got a couple of lights in. Went to start the heli. Well, actually... One thing, one real cool thing happened, you know, you know, learning, basically feeling like I'm relearning the helicopter with the new big knob. Uh, yep. 
<laughs> so I decided I'm going to do something a little different for these guys. It's nothing, you know, for us people that have been in the hobby or have watched people fly, it's not a big deal. But to someone who's never seen a helicopter fly, put it in idle up while it's on the ground and just do a really quick flip right off the deck really fast, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Forward flip. And uh, I do that and I, I, let, I start uh, climbing out inverted in the, the motor stalls. Just quits. Ooh. Oops. Hmm. And so my first, Ed's standing right next to me. He's like, oh, no. And, uh, but it just, the instant kind of kicked in. I was able to get it flipped back around and feathered it down. No problems. Forgot to put, forgot to put the, uh, forgot to put the pressure check valve. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. So I I go back, I go back, (laughs) I go back thinking, well, we'll just fire it up again. Right. Didn't use any fuel. Just fire it up. Go to put the drill in and um, zing, spun the shaft. Ooh. Yeah. So didn't have the goblin flying at that time because it was still kind of in pieces. So I was done what flying was wrong? Why was the goblin in pieces? Well, I was doing the, you know, I was doing the uh, battery tray and that's right when I was doing the battery trays, right when everything started going bad. So it was still disassembled. So the goblin's been. I was about to give you a hard time, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry, his wrist." (laughs) I was like, "I was going to be like, yeah, you, dude, you got that, you got that battery tray like two and a half months ago." Oops. Yeah. (laughs) So go figure. (laughs) I was pretty much done. Uh, We were, you know, just we hung out. It was cold, and uh, we decided to go home. New Year's uh, Day rolls around, and. Wasn't supposed to be very nice, but looked outside and it was just beautifully sunny and actually turned out to be a very nice day. I go to the field knowing I don't have any helicopters going, but I also know that Ed's 600 EFL has a new icon in it that we wanted to maiden and try out the auto level. Nice. But I get there and I get, I pull the goblin out thinking, well, maybe we'll just take a quick look at it. Maybe it's further along than I thought. And it was. It literally... 20 minutes, it was ready to go. So I was able to get a bunch of flights in on the Goblin. Nice. uh, Went to Maiden Ed's 600 with the new icon, and I was pretty impressed with it. Uh, Except I just kind of, you know, I I had to use his radio, so I couldn't really do a lot because it still, it hurts like hell to try to use the rudder on a standard radio. But I was messing around with the auto level. seemed to work all right. It's a little slow for my taste, but I guess you can turn that up. At least I mm-hmm. hope you can. Yeah. Yep. But uh, <laughs> we get, I'm just cruising along and all of a sudden it starts losing head speed up in the air. Like drastically. And I'm like, what in the hell? And I had to auto it down. He goes, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, it's been doing that. <laughs> like what? Ed? Oh, I said that. Don't you little think bit of that would oversight. have been nice to know before I flew it? And so we're oh. going over it, trying to figure out what could this be, you know? And I said, well, let's feel the connectors. Is maybe there, there's a bad solder? Maybe nothing was heated up. Nothing fell out of the ordinary. And I said, well, maybe we just need to resolder all your EC fives. Start there. Maybe if that doesn't fix it, we'll send the ESC back. And um, he texts me, I guess, Thursday. So I found the problem. The grub screws were loose on the pinion. And I got to thinking, oh. 
That's the second time this has happened to us. That happened to us 500 last summer. Wow. Really? So I'm like, hmm. dude, start putting some Loctite in those grub screws. Did he so, not Loctite it? I, I Does he not Loctite the pinion to the shaft? I, dude, I don't ask. Wow. <laughs> anyway, he tells me it's fixed now. Awesome, Ed. So we, uh, you know, we got the, Ed got a new double burner heater thing out, propane heater. Man, it was nice. You know, it was fairly cold out still, but sunny. Got a bunch flying in. It was kind of nice. I actually am going to, I think tomorrow, commence working on my charging case. Can't fly. The weather is here. Is, the weather's great. I'm so tired of saying the weather's shitty. The weather's great. It's just, the weather's just great. <laughs> nice. I'm not going to fly, good, but the weather's good positive great. attitude. It's yeah, be great out, yeah. and I'm not going to the field. The weather's going to be beautiful, and I'm not flying tomorrow. We're going to work on the charging case. He saw how small they were, because he's got the big, the old ones like uh, Jesse and I had. Not the old ones, not, you know, the big, the big Dells, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He'll probably be buying a new charging case here. <laughs> He's into the buying right now, uh, with the new 14 SG, new helicopter. You know, oh man, he's really uh, he's gung ho. He's he's excited. I think he's excited for summer and looking forward to. He, he I guess during our our breakup, <laughs> I guess he was well, that, flying that. a lot of planks. <laughs> oh, he was cheating on you with another dude with planks aircraft. Yeah, I was. I was just going to say he's probably just excited you guys are finally back together. <laughs> now he's in the heli mood again. <laughs> yep. Well, he he's wow. I think he's kind of getting tired. He got tired of the planks, I think, and he's just really excited about flying helis again. So, yeah, we're going to hopefully uh hopefully I I'm kind of hoping he gets the N7. I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'd love to fly oh, it. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, I guess. Uh, guess I bought a five fifty. What? <laughs> I bought a five fifty. Uh, uh, okay, now I asked whoa, Jesse whoa, the same. Okay. Yeah, hold on. Uh, a heli Rex five fifty. How many? <laughs> it's got it, it's got uh, six propellers on it. Oh, oh are you see. serious? You just gave me crap last week. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. <laughs> are you joking, Dan? I'm not joking. You you bought a multi rotor. I did. Yes. Yeah. Prediction <laughs> number one. Confirmed. <laughs> it's all falling into place. A whole first yeah. wiener now. I bought a, a multi rotor <laughs> with a Zenmuse gimbal. Pretty much the exact same package, Jesse. Oh, Dude, go figure. You, you ripped oh, off Jesse. Way to be original. <laughs> So what are, for filming, FPV? FPV. He just wants to be like you. I want to be. I guess so. I I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> put a damper on this, but wh- which GoPro do you have? Oh, you do? Yeah, I've got a 3 and Oh, a two. Jesse, you thought you were going to oh, get okay. it. Well, I know he has a 2. I knew he had a 2. So, perfect. Well, what's the damper? Dude. The Zemus only works with the Hero 3. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Dan, you're freaking me out, man. That's, that's why I ordered a GoPro 3. Oh. <laughs> oh, you ordered one. Yeah. He's all in. All in. <sighs> yeah, that'll be it. You can say 
poor, poor uh, Cool Power 700 Nitro. Yeah. And this will be the last RC Heli Nation next week, <laughs> bringing you RC Multi-Rotor Nation. So what do you guys Man. think about, yeah, calling it RC, uh, you know, Aircraft Nation? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I got this slope sore I was thinking about doing, too. Yeah. <laughs> I could put a GoPro on it. And you guys won't judge me if I start wearing dresses, will you? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> this is the last time I'm coming clean to you guys, man. That's right. You have to know. It's it's just because you mean, gave us so much crap. You just gave me so much crap last week. I didn't give you crap this last was, week. Okay. I actually, yeah. I said, can you he, sense he, my excitement? He hit the stop button, and then he ordered one himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, can idea. you sense my excitement? And I, how you took that, that uh-huh. that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I took it great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, that that that'll be here Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe that's why there was a uh, text. Hey, hey, Jesse, you, you taking lots of pictures of how you're wiring this thing up? And oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, trying to it kind of makes suck a build build thread out of a <laughs> yeah, like, flamer wheel for may, Jesse. Maybe if, oh, in my, dude, you want to know my response? Wiring. You you want to know my response? I, all I wrote back to you was, "Nope, it's easy enough. A planker could build it." <laughs> <laughs> a 10 year old could build it i can't believe you guys didn't put two and two together i asked jesse i'm not that surprised i asked jesse if about the wiring and then i asked nick if he still has my gopro i knew it's just kind of oh, like yeah. you know when old hope. man finds out his son's coming out of the closet you just try to avoid <laughs> it until you absolutely have to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Geez. Oh, well, it is what wow. it is. I uh, I just want to play around with some of that stuff. Nothing wrong with that, right? Hey, do it up, Nothing man! Wrong. I'm proud no, of you. There isn't You're either. going outside your comfort zone. I honestly don't think I'm going to fly it a whole lot. I want to do. Are you just going to buy it and and just leave it there on your bench so you can say you own a multi? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to mess around with some FPV stuff. I think that's going to be... I, I actually tried it uh, last See, summer. See, now you're talking my language. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, it was it was interesting. I don't think it's... It, for me, it kind of falls in the same line as, as the old helicopters that I have. I mean, it would be fun to pull the Raptor out once every so often and put it around the field. Right? No. No. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> same thing with the same thing with the flame wheel. I'm thinking the flame wheel would probably be more fun than the Raptor 30. I don't I don't see how. No. I'm I'm saying no. I'd rather fly the Raptor 30. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, well. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> I uh haven't touched the rush yet, still in the box. Uh waiting on some last minute bits to show up. Oh, all those blades, all those glorious blades that ordered showed up. Oh, the compass shipment. Yeah. <sighs> nice, right? Got a bunch awesome, of uh, yeah. the hobby wing phase sensors, some tail blades. Yeah. 10-inch props. Dude, you're just going <laughs> all out. 10-inch uh, props, 9-inch props. Oh, winter impulse time. That's, yep. that's, I actually. Is that been, what it is? 
I've been thinking about the flame wheel for a couple of weeks, to be honest with you. I've been thinking about it since the last time you bought it and sold it within 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. dude, That's come what... on. That was not fair to, I, to no. the flame wheel. T- dude, 24 hours? No, I had that for three days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Within the, yeah, and you within flew the it for a grand total of about three flight. minutes. Dude, I didn't, I didn't. That didn't even make it home. I was that was that trip. That remember, remember when I took that twenty-two day extended yeah, yeah. road trip? I bought it. Mm-hmm. You bought it and sold it before you ever got home. <laughs> I, I bought it in Gillette and sold it in Billings. Oh, that is so screwed up. <laughs> so, who knows? You might be able to get a good deal, Justin, here on a flame wheel pretty soon. Yeah, no, give it. I'm not interested. <laughs> For FPV, there are better platforms. Yeah, is there? What is it? Tell me what it is. Maybe I should have went to something else. Yeah, he'll buy that next week. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm not doing it right now, but hopefully by the end of the winter, I'm going to get set up with the Team Black Sheep system. The Discovery Pro, it's, it's pretty slick, dude. Yeah. And I mean, it's all integrated. Everything just comes soldered right into the boards. It's, it's more pricey, I think, uh, but, it's it's a pretty sweet setup. Anyway, I'm just giving you a hard time. The 550 is great. I owned a 550. I used it for FPV, for aerial stuff. It works great. It's it's a nice multi. Sweet. Yep. Hey, is yours flying yet, Jesse? Well, may, when I when I get my chance to talk about this, dude, week, it's we all you, man. Out. I'm done. I'm done getting <laughs> it's roasted. All you. Jesse's. I'm turn. done getting roasted by you guys about the whole quad. <laughs> I, I should have. Yeah, no, I can, twice. <laughs> no i can start there yeah so mine mine showed up last monday i've had mine for five days now it is completely built with one slight hiccup in the build which nick witnessed actually was sitting a couple feet away so i get so i get it monday and i put you know work on it a couple hours it's it's very clear to me that this thing is just quickly becoming a wiring nightmare it's not just don't expect to sit down Four hours, bust the whole thing out. Unless it's just going to look like crap. It's, you know. Actually, I spent some time, made the wiring look nice and all that stuff. So, last night, went over to Nick's house and my goal was, I'm finishing this thing up. I didn't get the chance to bring home all my tools from Pullman. So, it's really frustrating to sit there and, you know, you're right in the middle of some step. And then, crap, I didn't remember to bring that tool because I didn't think I was going to be building anything over this break. So, I went over to Nick's house every tool I could possibly need with the goal in mind that this thing's getting done and ready to fly tonight. So as the night progresses, it's probably 1130 at this point and I'm soldering the main leads onto the board, onto the bottom plate that are going to, you know, where I plug the battery in. And so get through all that and we're finally ready to set this thing up. That was the last step. Let's do it. Let's plug the battery in. Let's set this thing up. So we hope, you know, plug in the USB port, put the battery on top of the multi-rotor, go to plug in the battery, instant black smoke and plenty of it. (laughs) Coming from what? And that lovely smell coming from the fact that I put the black wire next to the plus sign and the red wire next to the negative sign. Dude. Isn't that like an engineering 101? Yeah, see, well, this this was the thing that makes it really bad. It's like they give you colors and pictures, and I still got it wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so 
but luckily what had happened was you know how all that circuitry is built right into the bottom board well the copper for the positive side just popped it just you know made a break in the in the copper that was laid on the insulative material so it didn't reach any of the speed controllers it didn't go any further than that it literally just broke and made this gap now in the circuitry on the board so with a little clever thinking uh, what i ended up doing was taking a 10 gauge wire and kind of flattening it out and building a giant bridge of solder reinforced by a 10 gauge wire across this gap huh. and then covered it up with some electrical tape and resoldered the uh, leads on the correct side of <laughs> made sure I, that was the first thing I did get the soldering iron. I'm unsoldering these right now. So I don't forget to resolder them before I plug this back in. <laughs> so replugged it back in. And everything seems to work. Huh. So I went all the way through the setup last night. Didn't end up getting home till like 1.45. Debating, you know, going in late to work today. But I didn't. I suffered through. Got th- three and a half or four hours of sleep last night. And uh, so today I got off work at 3 o'clock. Came running straight home. And did get the chance to put one flight on the 550. And all is well. And all is well. It flew. I I ended up for the first flight. I just, I just, you know, I was fairly confident in the programming, but not enough to risk crashing it with the GoPro and Zenmuse on there. So it was just the flame wheel. I took off the gimbal and the camera, um, put on the DJI props just for the first flight, just to make sure everything was working. Um, had the chance to test out the GPS and the home lock flying mode. Everything was working great so hopefully switch it over put on the uh, carbon fiber props that i got and hopefully get it tuned in tomorrow and i'm excited to start start taking yeah. some aerial video did you do we your return right. to home i did not do the return to home and oh. i actually have a question about i read all the way through the manual so that's a fail safe feature right yes so do you just turn the transmitter off yes yes or that's you can program your if you have a three-position switch, what I've done in the past is programmed it such that one is like, you know, attitude mode, one is GPS yeah, mode, and then one uh-huh. is fail-safe. And then you just oh, flip the is, switch and it flies oh, home. That's tr- there is that option. When you look on there, you know the little bar? Yep, there's the a drop-down menu on you the can, right. You can change it uh, and then go go through and adjust your endpoints and you're good to go. Yep, I just put them at attitude, you know, GPS attitude manual. So I need to go. Yep. Uh, G- GPS attitude. Manual, fail-safe. I mean, I, it's up to you. I yeah, hardly it's not ever gonna, use manual, yeah. so it's not even worth putting on there, in my opinion. But Yep. Well, sweet. Did not know that. Yeah. Sweet, dude. So, so it flies. Um, so, yeah, hopefully get it all tuned in. And I'm really excited to get that GoPro on there. The Zenmuse appears to work great on the bench. Uh, we got the FPV goggles all hooked up, so... So what are you thinking as as your first foray into brushless gimbals? Is it is it a challenge? There, so these, so I'd I'd been doing a fair amount of reading on the Zenmuse, and there's a lot of positive stuff, but there's also a lot of negative stuff. Just because, like DJ was saying a couple of episodes, you can definitely tell the torque is extremely low on these motors. Um, so everything needs to just be 100% perfectly balanced, which is why if you alter or change or add anything to the gimbal it immediately voids your warranty so do not do anything to your gimbal oh really 
Yeah, immediately. And it's literally plug and play. It's already all 100% tuned for the GoPro Black or for the GoPro Hero 3. Huh. So cool. Everything seems to be working fine on the bench. I guess the footage will reveal any problems. And on to Heli. So it, it was, it had been a while. It'd been like a, a two or three week break for me for actual flying. And so it was great to finally get out, um, as Nick mentioned, last Saturday. And unfortunately, last Saturday, on the very first flight with the 7HV, a boom support screw sheared off. And uh, <laughs> and it, you know, I, it's not a part that I necessarily bring to the field with me, a frame spacer that holds in the boom support when a screw is sheared off flush with it. So that took the 7HV out of the sky for the rest of that day, so... What that meant was I got a lot of flights in on the warp. Wait a minute, wait a so, minute. Does does that mean that it crashed? No, it did not crash. It just started doing like the shake thing, you know, when a boom support is no longer attached. Yeah, right. It kind of Okay. Yeah. No, it did not did not crash. I was trying to It was, Dan, it was very sorry, obvious when it happened in flight, came down, landed. Everything was fine except for the fact that the screw was sheared off flush with the uh, mount that goes in between the frame that you thread it into. So no luck getting that out at the field. And then, so ended up flying the warp for that day and then ended up sending that piece home with Nick. Cause like I'd mentioned, I really didn't bring a ton of tools home. So I probably wouldn't have had the means to get that out. Um, and luckily Saturday night, Nick was able to get the screw out. So I didn't need to order the part and able to fly it. And so Two, or the first of the year, got back out and put a bunch of flights on the 7HV. So that was awesome. Yeah, what a what an awesome way to uh, bring in the new year, start the year off. So flying Dude, helis. And, like, just flying well, awesomeness. It was a little little cold out on Wednesday. Um, yeah, it was. But we did, we were out, you know, didn't stop us. We were out there the whole day and got in a fair amount of flights and did a little bit of tuning on the 7HV after I flew... Because there, there was kind of a, a balance there. I, I ended up, like Nick had mentioned, I flew both of his helis on Saturday. And then on Wednesday, went out and flew the 7HV. And I was like, you know, this this might be just a little bit on the other end of the spectrum, a little bit too sensitive. I know I didn't quite, for me personally, I didn't quite like where Nick's was. It just didn't quite have enough response right off center. But then I almost felt like mine was a little bit too much. So I kind of did a little bit of retuning in the V-bar and backed it down just a little bit. Added in three or four more percent of Expo on the Cyclic, and I'm extremely happy with how that heli's flying now. I think that is it. Sounds like yeah. a good week, dude. It oh, was. Yeah. It was an awesome week. Heli, Hopefully, heli going going for another one right here for January. For January first ish, I don't think it gets any better for us. No, I mean, tw- yeah, probably. 25 well for me i know nick got in 25 flights in one yeah. day got in probably I mean, 25 probably, flights last week so. they're 45 45 yeah. in in a week and they and they 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 weren't chasing wobbles <laughs> <laughs> yeah <sighs> dude leave my wobbling goblin alone <laughs> wobbling goblin the wobbling goblin the oh, wobbling goblin that's it that's it it's done put that on, put that on the goblin. canopy i'm gonna get yep. you a sticker made I wish I could claim ownership over that one, but actually one of the guys who I've talked to 
who has us the same problem that I do has now uh, taken to calling it the Wobblin Goblin 770 in his form <laughs> signature. So, yeah. Let's go get one. I cannot take credit. <laughs> but I like it. Hey, there's there's one other thing I've noticed, uh, and mainly because of my commute. Uh, I'm noticing that the days definitely are getting longer, and that is so encouraging to me. Because it's not nearly as dark on the drive home anymore. I don't know. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. You know what that means? That means pretty soon flight time after work is what that means. Oh, I'm that will dying be great. for that. I got the shaft today at work big time. I was all pumped. I got uh, last night, just got uh, like everything all loaded up. I had finally decided I was going to try the icon governor with uh, scorpion 130 opto so i got it all rewired and all set up and on the bench it actually works really really well um got everything loaded and went oh man i've totally forgot they worked me they scheduled a meeting for lunchtime so pull everything back out of the car because why i mean why bother right dude they bailed on the meeting at 11 50 oh dude <laughs> so i sat there and not only that, but they were supposed to bring lunch, and they said they'd bring lunch, so they didn't. So I'm sitting there at 1150 with no lunch and no helicopter. Yeah. That has Level happened to me pissed. before. Yeah, Not cool. So I learned my lesson. Always bring it, no matter what. Soon enough, man. I can't, I just can't, I can't wait for that, that, that beautiful three hours after work during the golden hour, getting some nitro flights in, and the occasional electric flight, I guess. You'll be 80% electric. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're right. That's true, man. My my electric fleet is is uh, growing bigger than my nitro fleet. Rapidly. I don't like that. I don't like that. What can you do? I guess that's... Buy a, more nitros. Buy more nitros. That's a sign of the times, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's electric. That's electric. So do we have any, do we have any news? Man? I think we do. News time. Justin, I might be just a tad bit biased, but I couldn't help but notice that Helipros has the new miniature aircraft 700EX in stock. You're absolutely right, Nick. And it's good to know that not only is the Heli made in the USA, but it's backed by the awesome support that we know and love from the guys at Helipros.com. And remember, fly hard. Helipros has the parts. This week's news, guys, is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Let's hear it, Nick. What you got? Oh, the the wait is over. The gloriousness that is the N7. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Kits are released. It is live. So they will be on shelves by the time you guys get this. Whether that first batch is sold out, I have no idea. I am sure it will go fast. A lot of hype going along with this heli. Um, as we had talked about, we're predicting it could be the the turn in the road to bring the Nitro back for 2014. So if you wanted it, if you were considering it, you can get it now. Um, priced at $899. Gotta tell you, not bad. 
No, that's very that's a reasonable. killer price, dude. And I mean, look at look at the freaking specs on this thing. Four point nine tail gear ratio, which is awesome. Thank awesome. you, Matt. Yes, all nice up weight work. nine and a half pounds without fuel. Yep, dude. Perfect. And it That's accepts awesome. the GT15 gas motor if you wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any nitros out there right now that are capable of doing that out of the box. Now, he does say fan shroud mods needed, but I mean, what does that mean? You got to shave a little bit of plastic off. Who gives a crap? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm digging it. You I'm know what I'm it. wondering, awesome. though, Nick, how much how much of the heli is modular with like say the E7 or the N5C in terms of parts. I mean it's got to be bigger, beefier, burlier, but I got to believe Matt would have been looking to kind of keep things all in the family. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean cost-wise it makes the most sense for him to do that. Um I, I wouldn't see any reason why the, you know, head tail that whole deal wouldn't be the same. I I would encourage someone to please, and I know you will correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that would make sense to me. <laughs> you know they will. Was that subtle? I'm, oh, I'm working was, on being oh, more yeah, subtle. Just a, very, just a guess, though, right? Very subtle. Yeah, just a guess. Just a guess. Yeah. So anyway, check it out. Uh, looks like a pretty sweet Man. deal. I I do really want one. Like, I really, really want one. Uh, you know, whether... Eh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I would... I'd, I'd, you know, I'd love to do a full review on it and just freaking tear it apart. I mean, in a in a good and whatever way. In, what, in a good and a whatever out. way. <laughs> well, I, I tear into it, not tear it apart. That sounded bad. But tear into it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, so Progressive now coming out with a couple of pretty cool things. They have their T-Rex 150 charge cables out. Now that that heli's out, available, people are flying it. You can get your charge cables for that. And they've got some parallel charging cables. So you can throw five, six, seven, eight of them little batteries on there all at the same time and get those charged up. Um, Century. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I missed one before I go. I, I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. Also from Progressive, let me backtrack a little bit because uh, I don't want to forget this. They do have mounts now. What are you laughing at? Uh, go ahead. I to figure you almost spoiled the news sorry. of the week, yeah. wasn't it? So Progressive, anyway, they have some uh, mounting pedestals for the 308s. Um, that you can screw onto the bottom of the charger that make them uh, that make mounting them in your charging case a lot easier. In what way? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have them, but I think it kind of levels everything out, and you can because they have a tilt to them. Yeah the the natural base of the charger kind of tilts it forward, right down and forward. Yes, it does. Kind of tilts the the top. So of the this charger is probably going to like level it, and then. Oh, you know what? If you it, look at the video, it looks like it also has a second set of mounting holes. Yes. Mm. Yep. So you yep. don't have to take the bottom of the charger yeah. off to to like screw it Which down. Which probably and in there. technically voids its warranty. Well, it does have. Now I noticed. I take that back because like Chris. Oh, nope. Never mind. Did, in his video, he's taking the bottom off. <laughs> well, on Larry, <laughs> aren't we awesome at news? 
on Larry's, um, there were some holes in the bottom of the 308, but you had to it was a little tricky to mark those holes because they were, you know, I screwed up through the bottom of the deck lid mm-hmm. and into it. This gives you an opportunity, I mean, just a completely separate set that you can go down from the top to. So um, definitely makes mounting it a little bit easier. So, okay. Century. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they have... <laughs> um, and uh, you guys can help me with some of the specs here. They have released um, or, or will be releasing a new helicopter called the Radical Condor. This is an 830 size gasoline powered RC helicopter. Very, it, very it, distinct looking. Very, yeah, very distinct is a, for uh, any other heli. <laughs> is uh <laughs> Uh, it's this is the front this looks is like a hands shark. down the ugliest damn helicopter I've ever seen. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go back to what up. I always ask: What was the losing design? <laughs> because seriously, you know, you take a step back and you look at this and think, "Yep, that's the one, guys." That's that's I it. Mean, that's a what ticket. group of individuals were sitting around the boardroom table and said, "This is it. We're taking this to market." There's nothing wrong with this. Do you guys see any problem with marketing this? Do you think people will like the look? Oh yeah, sure, sure, go for it. Well, they like that. They like them goblins with them long tail boom thingies on them. So let's try and do that on this one. What I'm I thinking, mean, guys, is is uh, it had to have been a table of plankers that decided on this. Yeah, one. it looks like a tuna it, fish on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's like a great. Oh. It really does kind of look like a a great white shark. Yeah, yes, like there, shark it is fish like legs without question. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, because well, they gave it like fins on the back. It looks like it's it, attempting to imitate like a, something of the aquatic variety. What is that thing like halfway down the tail? Is that like fin. a bubble? Isn't? Do you see that? It is. Isn't a condor a bird? Yeah, yes, that's what I was it say. is. What, it's it, a what fish is that now. thing? It's Do you see <laughs> above the sea in Century? What is that? That lump? It looks like it's cancer. Yeah, it's cancer. <laughs> it looks like a gunner's turret, uh, like a gunner's bubble. a gunner's turret. <laughs> oh, well, we can mark Century off for ever doing a review on anything they ever put out. Uh, but seriously, it. It is a cross between a great white shark and a toy that you would purchase in an adult store of the rectal variety. (laughs) 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 Why why is is the landing gear so tall? Yeah. Well, I I can only... Is it to cut down on weight? Because they like giraffe fish? (laughs) Giraffe. Why does the landing gear have like a gradient of color? Yeah, do you why? see that? Too? Like it's a rattle that? can, and they didn't it, quite it goes get it like even. from rust to carbon. <laughs> the rattle fiber. can ran out. <laughs> they just rattle canned it and didn't quite make it. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> it's, uh, 
my guess is that it has to do something with like f uh, photography because it says right here the gas powered engine produces absolutely no smoke offering endless capabilities for aerial photography videography as well as scale fuselage application it really this, does look like like they took their airframe and they put it up against uh, they they put a big maybe 360-degree rotating picture of a goblin in the middle of a conference table, and they had, like, 15 <laughs> 80-year-old plankers going around it and one guy with a with a couple of pencils, colored pencils, and they were like, all right, this is what's cool right now, so we need to get that on ours, and this is what came out. What? You know, this, this reminds me of the saying... A camel is a horse designed by committee. <laughs> Just if you have to it. think that through for much longer, then move on. Okay. I do have another get question, though. I, what's up with the waves at the front and bottom of the canopy? <laughs> oh, dude, that's like the standard um, century radical style canopy. Like all they of do? the... All, all yeah. That? All the 20 and 30 cc, the 600 and 700 class radicals have that sort of weird bumpy chin deal. The multi-chin. The multi-chin. The multi-chin. I just don't yeah, get I don't why get if, they're, the... if they're really focusing on aerial here, this this isn't going to help us out. This is going to scare people. I mean, could you imagine seeing this thing up in the air? Coming at you? Like, yeah. What the hell is that? This is Hilda, not, this is look not at the flying fish, fish Hilda. Yeah. <laughs> This is not helping the case. When did the fish, when did the sharks take to the air? <laughs> Look at this. I, I mean. That's demonic. Can someone please explain to me the color on those landing gear? That is just driving me insane. And are they just snips it's of like, tin? Okay. They snips of tin. <laughs> tin cut, some, cut some flat tin and make some landing gear? Or is that carbon fiber? I'm going to say it's carbon fiber. That's what it is. And they tried to do the color (laughs) gradient with the red and the orange on the canopy, too, dude. Look at that. I I mean, let's let's face it. If I really think that the stilts take a lot away from it, I don't like the whole airframe canopy deal. But if it at least had normal looking skids, then it would be somewhat more stomachable. Look at the tail servo. It's an AP tail servo. Mm-hmm. Five five inches in front of the oh, tailcase. In front of the tailcase. Yeah. Well, it's still it's ugly. Some weight to the back. <laughs> still ugly. <laughs> Sorry, I mean. Yeah. So now that we have completely. So are you getting one, Justin? Century. No, dude. Not not at all. Not even a chance. No. He said that about a goblin, too, though. He He'll did. warm up to the idea. Yeah, you'll, that is true. He'll grow no, on you. The more not. you look at it, you're like, you, you know what? I kind of like it's that not. little hump in the back. Hey, with a, an empty weight, a mere 15.3 pounds. Yeah, and a gross weight of 35 pounds. Hmm. Flight time, 30 minutes, optional tank up to one and a half hours. So, okay, oh I God. guess... If you're looking for FPV or AP, then this is great. But yeah, they could have done better. I mean, come on. Come on. Seriously. Charlie well, two hey. on crutches. 
<laughs> you know the most important part? Makes for some damn good news. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I kind of like it. Um, all right. Move, move. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> Multi-rotor lover. Multi-rotor lover. <laughs> um, in some... Wait, wait. Uh, can you guys some... sense my excitement? Yeah, I can, actually. Dan just threw the I kind of like it in there at the end so that he didn't get all the hate mail. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to divert all it. of my hate mail to you, though, Dan. <laughs> Good job, Century, <laughs> on that design. That's a fantastic-looking heli you got there. Yeah. I do have some sad news. A little bit of some sad news. Well, not a little bit. This is very sad news. Very. Um, uh, we, and I say we, as in the heli community, um, lost uh, an exceptional pilot, um, friend of ours, Justin, uh, I mean, we've all yep. met, known, and flown with him on a regular basis, and that is uh, Brian Harvey. He flew out of the Snohomish field. Um, for those of you Heli Freak guys, he was a big on the Heli Freak forum as Rotary Bliss. Uh, he passed away, and we just can't, I mean, can't stress enough. We, we send out our, our warm wishes and, and prayers to, to his family to help through this difficult time sad to see a fellow pilot go yeah and and at his age too i mean i think he was only in his 40s but he yeah. he was a great guy always just friendly like always you know willing to help people you know just funny always ready to have fun really and great that guy dude cooked the <laughs> fiercest just gonna say. breakfast oh always cooking on his barbecue yes Always like he was had the guy. grill going. He was the one that everyone kind of hung up around, hoping that yeah. Brian would say, "Hey, dude, you want some bacon? Yeah, you, <laughs> you want, want some, some bacon? You want some breakfast? Yeah, uh, yeah." And you'd you'd get up out of your trailer, like you'd sit there with your bowl of cold cereal, and you'd look over, and he's got like this five star meal going on that awesome grill of his. It that just it, the smell is wafting over, just <laughs> like putting your little bowl of cold cereal to shame. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be really missed. Just a, a great hobbyist, um, uh, you know, a, just a great guy all around. Yep. yep. Um, uh, I would say I'm going to call this news of the week. This is a pretty big deal, or potentially. I don't know. It depends on what you think, how you take of it. Um, so, Ready Heli and Mikado have actually split ways as far as exclusive distributorship goes. Now, correct me, Justin, you guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. They will still be selling Mikado? I believe that's the case. Yeah, this is, it's just, it's a break away from Ready Heli being the sole U.S. distributor. Now, I, I haven't heard any announcements yet from Mikado specifically saying that you know who they're going to take on from there and if you guys are interested in reading up on the many conspiracy theories and speculations <laughs> then I would refer you to the main discussion forum on Run Rider because there's now let's see here an 11 page thread and <laughs> growing uh, discussing that very thing there are a lot of you know, a lot of people have been throwing out 
sort of the big big couple of names like oh heli direct or experience or grand rc there have been a couple of people actually and i thought this one was interesting that said no 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 horizon's gonna pick it up uh you know i i don't know i don't know what the real answer is and i'm sure we'll find out here soon maybe they've already posted it and i haven't found it yet but i think what it means is that ready heli will sell them but it's not going to be their main focus and uh, Ralph from Mikado wants to expand. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. If you do go and look through the thread, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, intriguing information uh, going back and forth about, you know, was it a was it a an availability thing? In other words, did Ready Heli drop Mikado because they couldn't get the parts that they needed when they needed them? Was it that? Mikado dropped Ready Heli because there have been a lot of complaints that uh, Ready Heli in general does not keep as large a stock of parts for all of its helis that it heli brands that it covers uh, as other similar distributors like Heli Direct or Experience. I don't know enough about it myself. I haven't really shopped at Ready Heli anytime recently, so I don't know what their their part stock looks like usually, but. Who knows? Uh, well, it I, seems to me like they've been kind of in a in a in a corner with Mikado because they don't. Ready Heli has been. Yeah, it's like you don't. It's you want to, and to to me, I would want to push my exclusive distributorship. I mean, you really want to promote uh, Mikado in yeah. every way possible, uh, like you should, and like that. I mean, that would be the right thing to do, which would make it very hard to carry other stuff and want to promote it equally as so because mm-hmm. there could be you know people could take offense to that and it might cause problems so i look at this as a as a win all the way around i mean it, mikado can if they felt that ready heli was holding them back then hey you know they can you know, this will be good for them if ready heli felt that mikado was holding them back and we've seen them I mean, already expand because they've they've kind of died off over the last yeah. couple of years, in my opinion. Yeah, you know? they've certainly I mean, I don't know if I'd say died off, but they've slowed down. At yeah, least not from died my off, perspective. But they're not as big as they were. Right. And, you know, honestly, I think this is a situation regardless of what happens for Ready Heli. I think this is a situation where Mikado is waking up. And realizing there is more market share out there and they do have the popularity. And this is, I mean, don't kid yourself. There's nothing crazy or conspiracy theory about it. When it comes down to it, business is business. And this is uh, this is a numbers game. And if Ralph at Mikado thinks that he can make more money and get a, a broader, uh, you know, fan base for Mikado, V-Bar and helicopters by going to other distributors, then why wouldn't he do it? I agree with that yeah. completely. It's It's got to be better overall for those who fly Mikado, because now you don't have to rely on Ready Heli to be the only place to get parts from. I mean, that's huge. If one was to dig way back into audio long since released, I actually mm-hmm. said in a show one time, we were talking about this topic, 
it was a long, long time ago. Like, I think in the teens, maybe. I don't remember. Um, but we were talking about that, and I was I actually said that very thing. I, I'm like, man, the best thing Mikado could do, I think, is to drop the exclusivity. Uh, unless it's just a distributor just for the Mikado stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to raise any flags, but the, I, I'm not a big fan of Ready Heli. I haven't been for for a long time. I buy stuff from if I need if I need it, but that's you know when it comes right down to it, if if a place that you're not real familiar with or comfortable with has a, a machine, and it's the only place you can get it. Chances are you'll never fly it. This is going to open open up that that model to more people, I think. And I think yeah, that, there was a lot of like. And that was, I think, what caused so much confusion was, why are there parts out of stock? I mean, why? Is it because Mikado couldn't supply them fast enough? And if that's the case, they would be holding Ready Heli back. Or is it because Ready Heli is very rapidly expanding the line of Heli brands that they're carrying, and there's only so much money they can spend? Mm-hmm. And so maybe they're putting their eggs in in other baskets. I mean, or how about this one, guys? Good at tracking it. Did anyone know? notice that they recently announced that they're going to be carrying Goblin? Yeah, I did notice. And that. so, what does that mean? It means that they've got to sink a ton of money into. I guarantee you that the Goblin guys are saying, "Yeah, you can't just half-ass this. We want to see an investment." So pick up a number of kits, pick up a base of parts, so on and so forth. And and Ralph at Mikado can't be happy with Ready Heli picking up one of his main competitors. I mean, let's face it. That the the more that Ready Heli stocks its shelves with other high-end helicopters, the 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 more that I think Mikado sort of gets spread thin. Mhm. I mean, they're Push it. So now they've also added KDS as well. Yeah, yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're pushing, um, you know, pretty hard. The the 6HV Ultimate, because mm-hmm. they're still they carrying Compass up. stuff. Yep. And so they've been pushing that one hard. Yep. Um, with, with, I mean, great results, actually. Still got the 7HV. Still got, yep. They're still pushing the 7HV. And now they're taking KDS. Now they're taking Goblin. I mean, yeah, I the split definitely. I shouldn't say the split, but the lock, the loss of exclusivity really does make sense. I agree. Yeah, it does. And the only reason we're seeing conspiracy theories is because of obviously the recent events with Alias. I mean, it just yeah, it, yeah. It, it it just feeds that particular mindset. They're probably just tired of tired of going slowly sliding backwards and. They, I mean, let's let's be honest. They know how to get on top. I mean, they do. They've been there. So it's you know, you slack. It happens to everyone. You start kind of start slacking. You get complacent. Okay, this and that, and all of a sudden it's like, holy jeez, dude, we're wow, we're not top dogs anymore. All right, let's rally the troops, figure out what we got to do, make it happen, and go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, with with everything that's been going on in the last year. <laughs> I missed it. What did he say? (laughs) 
okay, I'll move on. <laughs> do you want me to do it again, Justin? Do do it again, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Might have 10, to take four. that. Might have to take that. I out. think you might. <laughs> so, uh, you know, with everything that's gone on just in the last year, with this huge, uh, you know, flood of ninety size electrics. Uh, very innovative designs, good design updates to existing models. I wonder where Mikado lies in all of it. I mean, in terms of popularity, where does the logo series of helicopters sit? Do we think it's losing ground? Do we think it's stuck kind of where it's always been? Which I guess I would perceive to be sort of a, you know, I don't know, a five or 10 percent ish sort of market share. Or are they are they dwindling? I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I don't see a lot of logos at, in, in my local area. And I don't I hear think, a lot of people talk about them, but I'm also not going and looking for that conversation. Yeah, the, so. the, lo- the logo's got a very dedicated fan base, though, right? I mean, oh, yeah. those people that love their logos love their logos. And I think they're spread out. Because there's, I mean... You don't see them very often, to be honest with you. I don't think they have hardly yeah. anything left. You think Truthfully. they're they're they're? If I had to guess, they're probably hanging on more so with the V bar than with the logo helis. If they didn't have V bar, they I'm not going to say wouldn't have anything, but they would be uh, they they would lose probably. I bet you. My guess is that V bar is. 70 to 80 percent of their income yeah that's a guess that would yeah, be but, wow but who knows how we, many we people could fly see. v-bars I'll oh i mean v-bar i still think is the sort of go-to standard fly barless system for those who have been flying fly, fly barless yeah. for a while certainly not mm-hmm. for the new guys that just to you know just getting into it but yeah, it's very interesting. It'll be it'll be neat to see what happens in the next few months yeah, with that. I'm just wondering what what kind of effect is this uh, this split going to have on their sales? You know, we start seeing all these kits popping up in other places, like Dan was mentioning. We could could potentially see an increase. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah, if it meant Maybe. getting more logos out there, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I'd love to see someone flying yeah. a 700 or an 800 extreme. Yeah, when was the last time you saw a logo on like a sale sale? Oh, like never, never, like never. Yeah, exactly. If someone wants to do some crazy blowout sale on them just to get some, you know, uh, just to get some traffic coming in, yeah, uh, I can't. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, if it makes the heli more accessible to the 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 community, then I think it's a good deal. Even if at the end of the day, it's not the best, best thing that happens to Ready Heli. I think for, for, for us as, as, you know, consumers, and, it's and got to be a good, good And path. the fly barless unit as well. I mean, you yes. might be, you might be able to start seeing some competition with the prices at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for all you V-Bar users out there, you might be able to get them a little cheaper. A little bit. Probably not a whole lot, but maybe a little. And every little bit helps, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, that uh, that wraps up the news. I, I believe that wraps up my news. Jesse, that was good news. Do you got any news, Jesse? 
No news here. Oh. Justin, tell me. I don't have news. any news, dude. You disappoint. Dan, Both any uh, multi rotor news? No. Yeah, no do, yeah. No, none. Okay. None, huh? Yeah. They still suck. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> you you better get on your game here because you know what that means. We're gonna start means you turning to you as the standard multi rotor <laughs> news guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. You suck. <laughs> I should have never told you guys that. Yep. <laughs> I'll never. I'll never live that one down. But. I don't know, man. Next thing I know, you know, I'm going to be showing up telling you guys I bought a 40% plank or something with a 120cc motor. That'd be all right, though, wouldn't it? That's kind of cool, right? No. Uh, you know, uh, at this point, it no. wouldn't surprise me. And I don't... You've you've gone no. that road. There's a saying that's not inappropriate that I'm not going to say, but once you dabble in it, it doesn't really matter from there. Once you go plank, you never go back? Is that something to that effect, but maybe a little different? No, no, not really. No, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys all suck. You're not, you're not, I don't, I'm not feeling support from you guys on this. Yeah, I I'm didn't feeling... feel all that much support when I bought the 770, so deal with it. <laughs> I'm feeling ridiculed and belittled. You're really good at you're really good at reading people. You know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is yeah, that's, awesome. a, that's impressive. And that means you belong here because at, at some point all of us have felt that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the beauty of sharing our lives with thousands of listeners. That's right. <laughs> we yep. get to be ridiculed and belittled in front of the masses. Well, if that's the news, guys, I guess we'll wrap up that part of the show. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, guys, I got a question for you. Where is your one-stop shop for high-powered motors, upgrade performance parts, and, of course, some sexy bling for nearly any model of heli. Definitely KDEDirect.com. That's right. So whether you want to turn your heli into a performance machine or you just want it to stand out a little bit, visit KDEDirect.com for all your upgrade needs. Guys, I was doing a little bit of Facebook creeping. And I ran across, and I'm sure you guys did as well, a, a post that... Uh, George from Scorpion Mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a topic that we've touched on a little bit, but it's always kind of a fun one to revisit. And I'm sensing by reading his post that he's run into a little bit of frustration uh, with maybe one, two, or three, or more. It's hard to say. He's not very specific. With some teams and or field reps. Basically, uh, to paraphrase it, he's talking about never hearing from a team or a rep, a teammate or a team member or a rep, except for when they need something, and then never hearing from them or seeing them contribute uh, one way, shape, or another. And there's some pretty interesting comments by people that we kind of all recognize. I mean, uh, you know, Tim Jones, Rachel Plant, a few other names that we've all 
we all see occasionally on Facebook. What do you guys, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, first of all, you can sense the frustration in his post, right? All of you can, right? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's oh, very really. apparent. I can only imagine. You know, we don't get emails a lot, but it, that that are requesting stuff from us. I mean, occasionally somebody will be working on a project and they want us to talk about it. And so we'll get emails asking us. And it's tough to just agree to do something like that until you have a chance to kind of look into it and make sure it's actually a legitimate thing. So we don't we don't get it to the level of these guys, but you can only imagine, you know, guys like mm-hmm. George and, you know, <laughs> the guys that, that head these various companies that make stuff that we use, they just they just must get inundated with this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and we all know George, he has a tendency when, when something gets under his skin, he's no he's no stranger to letting us know about it. So what do you guys think about this post? What what do you uh what do you make from that post? I don't my if I had to guess, I would say that it's well, it's the first of the year. They're probably going back through like a lot of companies are and reweeding out their rep and team program. And part part of that process is going back through and basically looking at who's pulling their weight. You know, who's actually contributing and who has used it for nothing more than a discount. And, you know, the, the, there were a couple comments in there that I do actually agree with. Someone said, well, yeah, but just because you don't hear from them doesn't mean they're not out flying their Scorpion banner out at the field and out helping people and out, you know, selling the motors. Right. That, that's yep. a very, very fair point. But here's the deal. You, that's great, but you have to put an effort in as a, as a team pilot or a rep to make sure and pass that along to your manager. That is part of your responsibility if you want to expect to still be there again. Uh, you know, kind of like, hey, check out, look what, we, look what we got going out here. Hey, check out, look what we're doing out over here. You know, it doesn't make you any better, but it's a way of almost kind of like, yeah, it sounds kind of weird, but like turning in your homework, you know? Yeah. Uh, touching bases is part of your homework. That's a part of uh, of becoming a rep and a team pilot. You know, posting... Uh, I know people who their local field has one or two guys, you know, and, and that's it. But they're very active on the forums. Okay. So maybe they're out there, they're helping people on the forums every single kind of day. That's them. That's their niche. And that's why they're a rep. Uh, you know, not because they can, maybe they can't fly very good at all, but they contribute. They help support the team. And, let's face it, the internet is the way that you see that. That's the easiest way for those mm-hmm. manufacturers to see what you're doing. So I, I, I get it. I mean, I know what he's saying. I mean, you know, it go, all he has to do is go back and look through his emails from that person. And if 13 of those emails are asking for parts and free stuff and not one of them is just, uh, you know, sending pictures or posting pictures here or saying, oh, hey, check it out. We had real good representation at this event or check it out. All three of my buddies out at the field, we're all flying Scorpion now or something. You know, it's you have to put in that little bit of effort or else you will end up getting pulled. 
Especially from a, you know, from a big name. Well, and I think, you know, the other thing that if you haven't been, if you haven't been sponsored by a company or been on a, you know, a a flight team or been a product rep, what you might not know is that a lot of these, a lot of these team spots, whether it's just simply a, a rep or an actual team pilot, their expectations, pretty clear expectations, I'll say very clear expectations that are given to you by your team manager and it varies from team to team everyone kind of does it differently uh and i won't focus on anyone in particular but there are there are things like okay now that you're part of the team let's make sure that you you know post a picture or two on facebook ever so often and tag you know tag the company or tag one of your fellow team pilots get the name out there and and so, like Nick said, the Internet's the easiest way to see that. Those expectations are pretty universal. I mean, I, I personally mm-hmm. haven't been a part of a team yet where they've just said, ah, do your thing. You know, you, you, you've got the you got the title, you got the discount, go and do whatever the hell you want to do. We won't check in on you. People want to see that you're making that effort. And you're right. There is a lot of stuff that goes on offline that people can't see unless they hear it word of mouth. But how difficult is it, honestly, for you to take a picture of your helicopter or whatever product it is that you're repping, post it up on Facebook, tag a couple of people, and talk about it? And that's not, I mean, some people say, oh, that's that's shameless promotion. Well, hello, you are a product representative. That's part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, yep. I mean, I, I feel for for George. I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine the kind of issues that he has with the size of the team he's got, and I don't know how many people he's got, but it's got to be more than you know twenty or thirty people all around oh, the world. Yeah. Oh, and, definitely. And and so oh, yeah, <laughs> he probably has to deal with that crap on a regular basis. I mean, I've talked to uh. uh managers of some of my other teams that have told me that they've run into similar situations. There's always someone out there that's trying to take advantage. And, and again, like Dan said, we've talked about this a lot before. If you are that type of person, stay away. We don't need you. The hobby doesn't need you. Those companies don't need you. It's not fair. Just stay at your field stay anonymous, fly your helicopter and leave us alone because that, I mean, it devalues the position of every other team rep and pilot out there. When a fellow team member takes advantage of their sponsoring company like that. And it's for me personally, it's really aggravating. One of my pet peeves is being taken advantage of. So that, that shit does not fly with me. I think there are, to be fair, though, there are there's almost like two different strategies uh, from these companies, and and George's is you know a prime example of, of one strategy. Uh, it, it's incredible being a rep, you know. It's incredible being a team pilot. Uh, the the discounts are are very fair. I mean, they're it's awesome. You know, I, I think that's fair to say. You guys would agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he does. He does. Uh, uh, it's definitely it's worth your while to be a rep. So you got to understand there's going to be expectations in return. There are some other 
There, you know, the other approach is, well, we're just going to, here's your rep code for 15% off. And, you know, they throw out a couple hundred of those reps and, and they're just looking for, well, maybe if 5% of these guys uh, <laughs> actually do this job yeah, properly. Do anything at all. Yeah. 15% discount doesn't hurt us that much. So it, it'll, it'll work out. And that's the low effort. The, the low effort approach, you know, just give a bunch of people a smaller discount and then hope it all works out. And, and that's fine because some people don't have the, you know, or some companies don't have the time to have a team manager to go through uh, and, and basically, let's be honest, babysit, you know, mm-hmm. people all across the world. And, and that's fine. Scorpion's not that kind of a team, though. Um, and truthfully, I think that's you know, all goes hand in hand with why he's up at the top and doing it the way that he is. I know for my main sponsor is, uh, as you guys all know, Morgan Fuels. And I, when I do, there are no codes, but when I need to pay, make an order, I actually have to talk to the man in charge. So I actually have to give him a call. And at that point in time, um, that's when we have our conversation about uh, you know, what am I, I don't want to make it sound like he's, he doesn't flat out say, so Dan, what have you done to, you know, to deserve this, <laughs> to deserve this amazing deal I'm about to give you right. on these 200,000 cases of fuel that you're about to buy. But he does definitely talk about you know, he, he asked for input, um, you know, what, what can we do? And when I, when he says that, I get the impression he's saying to me, when he says, what can we do to help the nitro sales? He sa- he's saying to me, I think, what have you done to help the nitro sales? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I kind of go over, and this is part of that responsibility, you know, because everybody knows I fly Cool Power 700s. Everybody that listens to the show. There's just no question. And I kind of go over that with him and we talk about that. And then, I, you know, we, we kind of talk about the future of Nitro. I talk to him about twice a year because I usually put in two orders a year. And it's, it's not a structured team environment for my, at the level I'm at. I'm on the Team B. I'm not a fully sponsored uh, pilot. I am, I'm assuming that those guys have a whole different level of responsibility. Um, because they're fully sponsored, but it's not a very structured. There's not a team manager, but there is a there's a sense of what can I do to help. It's there's a responsibility there, you know, an obligation. I feel to to definitely represent. And and here's the here's the key. I used Cool Power long before that deal ever came about. I've never switched fuel since when I started the hobby. Right. Except for one brain fart when, if you guys remember the outrage fuel debacle, maybe you do. Mm-hmm. When out- no, outrage- I don't actually. Well, outrage came up with this idea they were going to start making this amazing nitro fuel. Well, it almost instantly flopped. And uh, that being the case, they had to get rid of fuel. They were selling 30% fuel at like, like, Twelve dollars. Oh, ca- so case. you bought up a whole bunch of <laughs> I did. outrage I up, fuel? 
I did, and I I used most of it. Ended up not using it at all because it was not very good fuel. That was my only time I got away from using cool power. I've used it from day one. I know I love that fuel. So it makes it easy to represent that fuel, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's right. the same thing, you know, with you guys and Scorpion. I'm not an electric guy. I use Scorpion motors because you guys all do. And I just, you know, you kind of use what your buddies use because, you know, you guys are the ones that are helping me out whenever I have questions. It just makes sense for me to go with Scorpion motors because yep. you guys can help me with this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so many people. And as the hobby grows, I kind of feel like we're beating a dead horse, but but I think it's worth saying, as the hobby grows, you know, a prime example is that that mass letter Halo Blade sent out. You know, that that big post. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many yeah. quality reps do you think they got from that? Oh, loads, dude. All of them, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. All the people that love this. I guarantee you they got a full team now. <laughs> and how many people before that probably never... I've even seen a Halo Blade in person. But now all of a sudden yeah, they're reps. Yeah, unfortunately. That, and that's, that's the part that's I that, don't like. I, I don't like it, but it is a it is a tactic. strategy. It, it that's exactly it. And that's I, I don't I mean like George's post, I get it. I completely understand his frustration. I think with the age level that you know, the age in the hobby is I think the average is, is going down and down and down as it's getting easier for people to get into the hobby. I think you're going to see more and more and more of that of kids that just don't get it. Uh, but you know, that's <laughs> love the guy to death, but that's his problem, you know, really. And it's, and well, I, I mean, it's truthful. It's if you don't, if you don't want to have people like that, put a little bit more time into who you yeah. get and don't just, don't just sponsor the people that fly. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, go for a little more quality package overall. Maybe a kid that's old enough to write his name or something <laughs> will be cool. Say it and write it and spell it. Sp- and spell, spell it. it. Spell it is key. I agree. Count to a hundred. Yeah. Um, you know, but then there but, uh, there has to be some balance between selectivity and and just opening the floodgates, right? Because opening the floodgates doesn't get you anything. But if you make it super onerous where the people feel like they're working a job and yet they're not really getting paid for anything, then you're not going to get much much action there either. No, uh uh-uh. So, yeah, it's got to be difficult. I don't don't envy their their positions. Let me... Let me give you this example, and Justin, you're going to relate to this, and it's going to be a bit of a tangent, so... Jesse and Nick, please bear with me. But J- Justin's going to get this completely, and it'll make sense when it's all said and done. Justin and I were big gamers back in the day, World of Warcraft in particular, right? Oh, yeah. We both were guild leaders. And and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's essentially a group of people that work for a common goal. And when you're starting this, this guild, what do you do? You just literally open everything up and let everybody in. And then eventually you start weeding out the chaff. Maybe that's what they're doing. You know, you, you keep the good ones and dump the bad ones. Maybe that works. Yeah. 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 And and that at least gets you a team, right? That can start getting the name out there. 
without yep. concern for, you know, the level of quality that they get the name out there with. But then you do have to start, like you said, you got to start weeding it out. The problem with and that is you, you don't, you've got a high, a high, higher likelihood of, of a bad reputation right from the start. Cause that's yeah. what I was yeah. going to say, because I know some fairly big name companies that have actually cheapened their name by the way that they did yep. their, their team. Well, and, and let's face it, this, this hobby is so small and inbred that it's almost impossible <laughs> to not to not know someone who knows someone, right? And so, yeah. I mean, with a little bit of effort, I guarantee you, you can find someone on Facebook or someone on the forums that knows that guy, you know? So you have them mm -hmm. put in an application. You go and talk to your teammates. And I mean, I've been on several teams where this happens that, you know, pops up in the private group or the forums of the Facebook group. And they say, hey, has anyone heard of so-and-so? He's applying for a team position, you know, and some people say never heard of him or, yeah, I have. He's a D-bag or he's really cool. I mean, that's that's the kind of at least that level of screening, I think, is important. Yeah, I agree. But then, I don't know. Part of me says at that point it becomes it's it's just it's well, and maybe that's all right. That's a popularity contest, you know what I mean? But I guess that's kind of the point of yeah. it all, isn't it? You gotta remember, it's at the end of the day, you, you can think you're special, but you are advertising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really are. So yep. just understand that right Walking off the bat. Advertisement and advertisements that do not sell get pulled. Yes. No funds go that direction. That yes, so. true. Period. I mean, you can cheapen it, make it sound any more special. Oh, I talk to him all day long, and we're good buddies. You're advertising. So pull your weight. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned since I've gotten into this hobby, it's that if you're going to buy it, buy it once and buy quality. With my recent purchase of the iCharger, 4010 Duo, I feel like not only did I get quality, but I'm going to get exceptional charging performance. So if it's time to upgrade your charging system, buy it once, buy it right. www.progressiverc.com On to bigger and better things, guys. We mentioned last week. Resolutions. Oh yeah. Alright. What am I gonna lose at this year? <laughs> First of all, now what are we gonna make fun of next year? I I I kinda dropped the ball on this and I was kinda hoping that I was gonna be able to pull audio of our last year's New Year's resolutions. So I'm gonna rely on the three of you guys as your stellar memories. Oh dude. <laughs> Come on, Justin, you got a good memory, don't you? I thought oh, I thought you were going to pull the audio. I would have gone back and listened. I can't remember. Oh, are you All serious? I know is what Nick's was. Well, that's what's... Yeah, that why he wasn't going to sell anything, and it, it failed, like, the because next week. Because failed within, within, like, 24 hours. No, actually, yeah, you're right, before it was ever even posted. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even make it live. I know what mine was. You want me to start with mine? Let's do it. Yeah. Sure. My New Year's resolution last year was to not make a New Year's resolution. Was it? Yes. 
Well, that's pretty weak, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, works, yeah. Uh, well, you yeah. won't be getting by with that this year, for the record. No, that's not. Not gonna cut it. <laughs> well, that's what mine was, and I, I, I win. So, beat me. yeah. Well, you suck too. So whatever. <laughs> that was All right, so let's revisit Nick's because it was so much fun. Yes. Yes. Nick had some resolutions. I don't remember the specifics, so we'll paraphrase it a little bit, but. Basically, it had to deal with either not trading or not selling helicopters. Well, it was, it, it, I can explain it because I do remember it very clearly. I was frustrated at that point because I had owned a couple of helicopters, a.k.a. T-Rex 700 Nitro, a.k.a. Seven, T-Rex 700 Electric, uh, two and three times over. That's right. And I... And I was very frustrated at myself for basically only keeping two helis in my fleet in, a, in an effort all around to be cheap and right. just be like, yes. uh, I'll just trade this one for that next one that I want. And then I kept going back I, I mean, to the same I'm ship, going back to those because they were reliable. Yeah. They weren't like my favorite, but they were very reliable. Um, so I, my resolution was that I was not going to sell or trade a helicopter in 2013. And eh, that was not true. So, yeah. It was no not greater not, a bed has ever been shat. <laughs> yes. So we, we record <laughs> that show on a Friday and release it on a Monday. That New Year's resolution was recorded and broke before it even aired. That is correct. <laughs> That is great. awesome. <laughs> Not even going to try to deny it. Now, okay, can I can I bring a little bit of redeeming bits to the table? I I did break it before it was aired, which is absolutely hilarious, and I get it. I've been hearing jokes all damn here about it. <laughs> However, I should let you know that that well. No, that never mind. Yeah, That's don't try to tell us that God, deal. Dude, was in I the got works. nothing. You got okay. nothing. I have had these same helis uh, uh, for the last half, I will oh. say, of this year. Is that true? So, do you want partial credit then? Is that what you're going to Partial credit. I think that is actually 50% true. 50% is still failing. Which helis? Which helis? Uh, okay, so Othello was when I got the DFC. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Still mm-hmm. have it. Got it. Yep. Um, I did have the Whiplash Nitro in there, and and that's no longer with us. So right, that, that one I did lose, uh, but that was shortly thereafter that I do believe. So right around that same time, uh, 700X got still have EX obviously got still have bought the warp got still have ish. <laughs> oh, really? Huh. What do you mean, ish? Like in your possession, or like, do you still yeah. own it? Is it like broke or something? What do you mean, ish? In pieces? Is it trying to run away? It, it's trying. So I figured this this was my plan. Because you dirty bastards, I knew were going to hold this to me, and I am going to actually make. I, I mean, are we okay with making them right sure. now, too, Dan? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, okay. do it. So, my New Year's resolution. Again, <laughs> oh goodness, <laughs> is to not 
trade. Oh, God, this is bad. It's like you can't even say it with a straight face. To not trade or sell um, a helicopter in 2014. Mm-hmm. That is That is my goal. I do not have a problem, like, if I were to give one away. You know, like in the case of the T-Rex 700 Nitro, uh, that one, because of the deal with miniature aircraft and being under contract, and Jesse, I mean, I wanted him to have that heli. I mean, big time. That one, that one just didn't feel like trading it, really. It just felt like the right thing to do at that time or whatever. But all things considered, I do not want to sell, and I want to keep... Um, I will continue to add. Oh, yes, I will add. But I will not waste money by selling. But I should also start off and say that, that uh, the, there is the last final steps process of a trade <laughs> that is taking place in 2014. <laughs> So that's so, why hold this on, hold starts. On. Did you just did you just tell us the New Year's resolution and then tell us you're breaking it? This didn't well, even no. make it to the end of the show. This is worse than what last I, year. This is going what backwards. What I said was, here's my New Year's resolution, but it starts post this trade. Oh, oh, there are terms and conditions here. Uh, yeah, because technically print. this trade was in process before we started recording tonight. So as of this show, like when this one goes live, then then from then on for the rest of the year. So you got to give me a little. Bit. I don't. I don't know that I'm willing to give you that slack, man. I mean, the new year's the whole, new year. Well, I I I am willing to hear him out first, oh, and then I will determine the whether slack can be given. Okay, so uh, uh, I'll I'll just cut the long story, or else we'll be here all night. But I will be. Um, uh, shockingly, trading my warp um, for a deal. I know. Uh, trading my warp for a deal on an E700. Uh, what? That sounds like a no-brainer to me, dude. Really? Nice. Which happens, A Thunder Justin, Tiger E700? <laughs> as in E700 maybe the helicopter the that... Thunder Tiger variety? Yes, flavor. Yeah. That uh, you might have mentioned last week, Justin's <laughs> that on you a roll would here. That I would own, dude. Wow, that's two in a row in one show. Justin, in one show, you need to go buy a lottery uh, ticket, dude. Hold on, yeah. hold on, Jesse. What did I say you were going to do? I do. Not I can't remember, remember either. <laughs> but it's a memorable show. <laughs> that's yeah. dude. That is awesome. Okay, so I yes, it. I will. I and, and this is, boy, uh, man, this was a tough one for me. I had zero intentions of getting rid of the warp, like none. Um, this is strictly a case of, you know, uh, uh, the right deal came up at the right time, and although I was not looking to get rid of the warp, that's what this individual happened to be looking for. And uh, I do want an E700 quite bad. Um, I would not have a problem just flat out purchasing an E700, except that, like I mentioned, what I really had in my sights to purchase next was an 800 class electric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to derail that. Right. And if I were to just 
flat out buy an E seven hundred that would derail the eight hundred for a while. And and I don't I don't mm. want to do that because I've kind of got my sights on that eight hundred. So it was one of those Wow, you know, man, what am I now? What am I going to fly at lunch? Well, we talked about the T Rex one fifty. I have an opportunity to possibly fly indoors for a little bit the rest of this winter. Uh, backyard, uh, you know, as long as I got something to fly, not out at the field that I can fly at work or my backyard or whatever. Um, kind of the role that the warp had. Um, I'm I'm okay. So wasn't looking to get rid of it, but this was a good deal. Something that was on my list. My New Year's resolution starts after this. You can always pick up a multi-rotor. <laughs> okay, so I, I just want to be clear. <laughs> after this transaction yep. takes place, you Which will is, not be by the way, trading it's finalized. That's right. Or selling any helicopters for the remainder of the year. Yeah. And if Only you hold to that, anything. and I'm not holding my breath for the record, but if you do <laughs> hold to that, then I will get all three of my predictions correct because I told you you were going to hold on to the 700X. Yes. Well, and now you're, you're going to... You got you to break one of them. We can't let Justin be right. Yeah, we could not well, No, but I agree. Uh, well, he, when he good. said those two, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, well, you're going to buy an E700. I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> yes, something I don't you're correct. know. correct. Uh, you're going to keep the 700X. Um, yeah, yeah, no, you're correct. Okay, come on, give me give me something a little juicy. I'm still counting it as visionary. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it, it's it's practically a prophecy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, so that is my um, New Year's resolution would be that. And I'm not quite sure how yet, but I... Uh, I'm gonna do everything I can. I, I got. I want to build a heli trailer, a heli only trailer, either a five by eight or a six by ten. Little flip down cot in the back to you know to take the fun flies where I can camp in and, and and not have to pull my families as I so frequently get reminded. <laughs> it's not your travel trailer. It's our families. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You're getting one of those. Yeah, to to not drag that, and and not to mention the nine miles of the gallon does get a little bit old hauling that big huge. Yeah, yeah. but Quickly. a nice little, nice little, you know, black wrapped out RCHN heli hauling trailer would be uh, that's Sweet. that's high on my list. Sweet, nice, that's dude. It. You you heard it here. Well, good luck. <laughs> yes, thank you. I feel like I'm I'm actually going to take that because I do need it. All right, who's next? Who wants to go next? Oh, I'll go. I'll go next. I All think right. I I think I remember mine from last year. If I remember correctly, it was that by the end of 2013, I will still have not necessarily the same helis, but the same number of helis, and I. Think at the time that I made that, that was three. I, that does ring a bell. I now yep. have four. Oh, dude, you, you want to give me one of them? Wait a minute, what is you your fourth one? one? Oh, have you the, got the seven uh, HV, the six HV, the warp, the warp, and the nitro. And then, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Rocking the uh, two seven hundred, you know, nitro and electric seven hundred. For the record, so. I'm not going to give you a hard time for going for the nitro. Yeah, I mean, I. 
I personally, I think it, it was definitely a good move, even though it broke the resolution. It was a great move because the I feel like the fleet I have right now is just it's set. Well, considering it fell in your lap, you didn't exactly go looking for it either. No, but my my plan had always well, been it kind of fell that, out of the sky and bounced a couple <laughs> and of then times into his well, lap. <laughs> regard yeah. the the plan had always been though that as soon as the six HV came out, the nitro was going to go. Regardless yeah. of which oh. nitro it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. The plan was, you know, but but the six HV got pushed back a little bit. It was working last summer, and another heli got added to the fleet. And that was also when you owned a six hundred class nitro. And once you got a taste of the seven hundred class, it's a lot different. It is a lot different. So that that's a another very valid point to throw in there. Yeah. So. Oh, I can add that to mine. By the way. That I'll have an, I, I, another nitro. What? Yeah, that was that was mine. But that, like, that's that. I made that prediction for you. It's it's not a it's not groundbreaking. No, no, almost guaranteed. So you broke yours too. I definitely broke. Even mine, if it was a good move, you still broke. Yeah, it. it was a good move for. It has been. A, it definitely. You can tell though on the uh, maintenance for for four helis. It's. There's a lot of there's a lot of maintenance on four helis. I'm not gonna lie, especially when oh, yeah. you're usually getting in, you know, forty flights a week or so, spread out between, pretty even between all four. So it kind of seems to come in those spurts, you know, where one thing breaks, and what do you know? All of a sudden, all your helis need a ton yeah. of maintenance. Yeah. So <laughs> you just can't get away from it. True. And then look, looking forward to 2014. This is kind of this. This has to do with maneuvers and learning one thing that i really want to focus on is seems like lately i've been so you know got to learn that next maneuver got to learn that new maneuver and so often i forget to look back at the maneuvers that at one point were i was very proficient at they were very locked in and i was very comfortable doing them extremely low to the ground and then it's like all of a sudden one day you try to do that maneuver and it just isn't there anymore you just can't do it like you used to and so i think one of my main focuses this year is incorporating into my sim session revisiting you know bringing some of those maneuvers maybe not back onto the list you know for weeks but maybe the first i don't know 10 minutes of the sim session or the first five in the last five it's all familiar maneuvers instead of maybe just your mess or you know you screw around warm-up time it's now no let's make a let's make a list of moves that you know, maybe aren't quite as polished up as they used to be. And let's try to focus in on those. Um, and hopefully that will, you know, I, I kind of get to the point every every so often when you plateau, it's like, you know, all your flights start looking the same. And I feel like I can kind of bust out of that plateau by incorporating old maneuvers with new maneuvers. Yeah, taking a step back a bit. Yep, and going back and, you know, really dialing in some of those old moves. And it just kind of adds another element and look to the flight. Even if they're simple stuff, it's like you feel like, oh, just because I don't, you know, tumbles or, I don't know, forward flips, any, anything, just very smooth circuits. It's like that can add a lot to a flight when you're just, you know, beating the crap out of it for three minutes. And then all of a sudden you do some nice smooth circuits or oh yeah, you know, stuff like that. So it's like you got to quit looking forward sometimes and look back for a little while. And then one other thing. I got to get to Urcha this year. Oh, dude. I don't know. I know as a as a podcast we're going, but just a personal, I mean, it, it's happening. 
podcast or so, no podcast, Jesse's going to no be podcast. there. You know what? I'll see I think you guys that's a New you. Year's resolution <laughs> that all four of us share. Yeah. yeah. So somehow I feel like it's going to happen as the podcast. You need something juicier, dude. Come on. You, you wasn't juicy last Je- year. Jesse's you can't sensible. Jesse's sensible. Well, yeah, break well, outside of the bubble. Sensible. Give us something crazy, yeah. dude. Yeah. You're going to start doing Tell heroin. Tell me you're going to buy in a Vaughn. If I could oh, get geez. one, maybe. No, I mean, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe that Ridiculous was too far. Ridiculous is not what we were shooting No, for. we're not going for unicorns <laughs> Yeah, here. I mean, okay. yeah. No unicorns. It's impossible. Uh, let's see. Man, I don't know. That's a... I didn't I didn't prepare material for this. I wasn't going out of the box. I was I was staying with, you know, on track with something I could achieve here. Achievable goals. Let That's let's go. No okay, fun. here we go. Here we go. No crashes in 2014. Ooh. Not a single oh. one. Seriously? I like I it. I got to go. You wow. know, how about this? You got to Okay. Let let's I'll, I'll help you here cuz you need help cuz you're just way all over the place. <laughs> No. <laughs> you don't think I can do it? Challenge me. No. No. no I know you can't. Oh, probably be flying like a girl the whole year. Jeez. Okay. No. Did you hear that, Rachel? It, He's going to be flying like realistic. a girl all year. Just saying. Yeah. 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 Throwing it down. No it down. dumb thumbs. No dumb thumbs. No dumb thumbs all year. That's a good I, one. I think That's I don't fair. think that it's true. That's pretty fair. reasonable because most of the when time you, put, you don't dumb thumb it. You just break no. the damn yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have the occasional one. Like, well, what all about of what? What are we going to consider? Like, if you get a little cocky, you know, like a little too low. No, dude. No, dumb I'm thumb talking, is a dumb you can thumb. Rule out is all mechanical crashes. Okay, just mechanical. Yes, finish. it is. Yeah, because yeah. it's like rule out. because sometimes it's like I didn't lose orientation. I knew exactly what I was doing. Just a little. Too yeah, low. well, but little you didn't crash it, <laughs> or you didn't. Yeah, you but didn't your pull thumb it out, did I not. Mean, so yeah, I will. Well. I will because well, there is the dump thumb where it's like, wow, I oh, lost where it. you're talking like you, know. you were trying something new and you just had no clue yeah, what exactly. was going on. Yeah, exactly. You pushed exactly. when you should have pulled. No, yeah, I, I say crashes completely unintentional crashes. So mechanical failures don't count. And I will also give you um, because I will be laying into you quite hard this year uh, to quit autoing like a little girl. <laughs> And oh um, damn! So once again with I'm the girl going, reference, let me just point out. Yes, once <laughs> again, um, I I'm actually okay with like when you're learning aerobatic autos, hardcore ones. I don't consider those like actual crashes. I know that's weird, but I don't like tip overs mm-hmm. and that kind of sort of a thing because it. If you want to learn them, you have to. You yeah. can't really. Yeah, you're not going to get away it. from it. So I'll, I'll take those out, and I'll take mechanical crashes out. But any other unintentional crash, that's what I want to see. And, and that's a that, lot of pressure. I may just dump my heli in this weekend dude, just to get it out of the way. I've got some bad news for you, too. You're flying a Futaba, so you will you know, not doing the Spectrum thing. You're not going to be able to blame the radio. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. true. Watch you're right. You're Watch absolutely me. correct. I, pretty convincing. <laughs> the radio. I don't know what. I, and just, I was telling the battery it to go right, dead. and it went left. The battery dead. <laughs> The battery died. <laughs> I'll just shut off. <laughs> that is gonna. I mean, the pressure is gonna mount as the season goes on, Jesse. Because if oh, yeah. you do manage to get, you know, get most of the way through the year, you're gonna be sitting there at like, you know, October, November, and just yeah. hovering, not flying. At I'm all. not. I'm not flying. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, this <laughs> weather is the worst it's crash. ever been. I just, I can't, can't get myself right. to go out and fly in this. Yeah, so you bring some... that thing below 500 feet in? Yeah. Some <laughs> sweet side-end hovering practice. Jesse, I can't see it. <laughs> that's a good one. All right. I like that, that one. See, that's better. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. Who's next? I'm going to go next. Yeah. New Year's resolution number one. I am going to be opening a uh, a palm reading service at uh, our fun fly <laughs> because of how awesome I am at predicting shit. Oh, so if Jesus. you want to know what's going to go on in your heli life, just come to me. I thought maybe I will, you were gonna, uh, I thought maybe you're going to tell out. us who's going blind. <laughs> well, you don't need to read a palm to know that. <laughs> just look at him. Uh the other thing that I've got is I my New Year's resol one of my New Year's resolutions. This one's directly for you, Dan, because you I think predicted last week that I was not going to own a nitro at the end of the year, and that's just a load of shit. I don't, I don't think that was mine. I think no, that, that was Jesse. That was me. Oh, that was Jesse. And I threw okay. you under the bus even more and said no, no fuel, no fuel <laughs> at all. Right. So my New Year's resolution is to continue to rock the nitro and burn the beautiful cool power 30 all through the year, which I'm actually feeling pretty confident is going to happen because I love that helicopter and I love nitro. Uh, next one. I resolve to get this fucking goblin 770 <laughs> to actually fly the way I want it to. Well, we got a one gimme. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna do well, it. Yeah, predict that it, last huh? week. I'm I'm sticking with it, dude. Lots yeah. of like I said, even if I have to Frankenstein the shit out of it, this thing is gonna fly Start the way I want it to. You're gonna crash it though, yeah. and half the parts are gonna be handmade, and you're gonna be like, "Crap, <laughs> hey, dude." At this point, if that's what it takes, we're gonna get it done. <laughs> I also am making a New Year's resolution to improve my flying, and what I mean by that is, I you know. The last couple, well, the last year and a half has been rough because I've had issues with the helis. I haven't been able to fly as much, but this year I really want to focus on establishing my style. And I, I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, anything impressive compared to other people out there or the really good pilots, the pro pilots, but I want to go up and be able to fly and look at it throughout the whole flight and say, yep, that's me. I'm not trying to imitate other people. You know, I'm doing what I like to do. I'm stringing maneuvers together in a way that I think is cool. And, you know, rather than sort of falling into the rut of, well, I just saw that guy do that. Let me go and see if I can try to recreate it. Or, or you know, you, uh, Jesse and Nick, you guys know this because when you fly with someone enough, you start to kind of just subconsciously do what they're doing or do similar maneuvers and kind of string them together in that same way. And I, I just mm -hmm. want to get out of that. I, I want an established uh, mm. Justin style. Style. Yeah. That's right. So steer away from crashing and more towards flying. <laughs> Tip number one. Dude. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna let him talk to you like that? I well, will. wait a minute. Who had? Who do you think had? Who had the most crashes? Was this it me? year in 2013? Well, it wasn't me. 
it's probably a tie between you and me, Nick. I had two crashes in 2013. I had two in one day. Yeah, I probably had like I four. did have two in one day. No, that was four in 2012. That was Thanksgiving oh, okay. of 2012. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Justin, I do believe that you you have me beat. Do do I? I have not crashed since um our fun fly. I'm trying to think here. I had no, I take that back. I crashed the warp once since our fun fly, but I have not crashed anything bigger than that since our fun fly. Do you, do you not count that mm. that uh, skid bump on the 700X? No, because I landed it. I mean, shit, no. shit, shit broke, right? Yeah, but it was like I think I, I mean, crashed like I think I crashed four or five times. No way. Yes, in the last six months. No. <laughs> what are you crazy? One on the gasser. Hold on. One on the gasser. Only one on the gasser? One on the gasser this year. That is correct. Okay. It was the winter flight that got it all mudded up back like early January or February. So it was one on the gasser. It was one, two, three on the compass, seven HV. Okay. Um. Did I crash the EX? I don't think I, I did think crash the EX. Yes, you, yes, yeah, you did. did crash the EX. <laughs> did I? You busted the friggin' prototype canopy. Like, <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Okay, yeah, I did crash the EX. That's true. That is absolutely true. So that was, what's that, five? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, What else? The nitro? Nope. Never crashed the nitro. Haven't crashed the Rave, the other Nitro. Haven't crashed the Goblin 700. Haven't crashed the 770. I think it was five. I mean, throw in a plus or minus one or two if you want, but it wasn't like a double digits. I think you and I are probably pretty close to even. And, And of those, only I'd say half of them. Well, so the EX was a dumb thumb. Two of the compasses were dumb thumbs. Uh, and that was it. The gasser, the tail gears let go on me. One of the compasses, the the anti-rotation pin came out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I'm okay with that. All right, I'll call it even. That is I'll unlike that. me, for the record. In my first two or three years, I crashed maybe like twice. So there was a big you, year. You definitely kick my ass in in crash to flight ratio, though. Well, yeah, dude. When I only got like I don't even know how many I got. That's another New Year's resolution. I need to get more flights this year. Yes, there you many, go. many more point. flights. How many flights? I need a number for two thousand four. Five hundred. Five hundred. Yes. Are you going to log them starting tomorrow? I will have to. I guess. Yeah. I'll okay. get what 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 i iPhone app do I use to log that shit? I know there's it's one out there. RC uh, logger. RC logger. RC yeah, logger. RC. All right, I will get it and hey, start logging. That's something that hey, let, let's do that little challenge between the four of us all year long. Now we have to all kind of resolve to this to log all of our flights. I know some of you already do it, Jesse. You already do, don't you? Or do you? Um, not as of lately, but I I did. Religiously. So let's count how many flights we've had so far this year, starting on the first. 
Yeah, first. And let's, okay. let's have a little friendly competition throughout the whole year. See how many flights each of us get. Yeah, I'm good I, with that. I can That's do that. Fair. I'm down. Yeah, it sounds, Challenge accepted. That'd be yeah. kind of fun, yeah. Sounds good. So what do we... Who, Winner gets bragging who, rights. Bragging rights? Oh. Yeah, that's all you get because no one's going to beat Jesse. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Talk. Dude. It's, it's no, on dude. Now. What do you mean? It's Are on you kidding now. me? Jesse, how many flights did you get last year, dude? Are you... Me? No, no, Jesse. Dude. I... I'm not sure. Probably eight hundred thousand, eight hundred. I don't. That's just a complete guess. I I really have no idea. Well, this we're not going to guess. Just this judging time. by the number of packs I went through, and okay. just judging by how much fuel I went through for myself, it's a lot of flights. You know, Raja got twelve hundred and five okay. flights. Yeah, I was talking to him about it tonight. Anyway, so okay. moving on. You got any other? Moving on. Let's do it. No, I think I'm good. All right, so I'll do mine. Obviously, last year I kind of copped out. <laughs> so 500, Justin? 500. I'm making notes. Yes, okay. 500. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's making notes. He's pinning you down. I can't find the RC logger app either. Well, we'll you don't we'll need a logger. Just, just keep a, you know, uh, a little spreadsheet, little spreadsheet whatever, whatever you want. You do. Well, it's the honor system here. Okay. So last year I kind of copped out. My New Year's resolution was to not make a New Year's resolution. Obviously, you guys aren't going to let me do that this year. Nope. So, starting number not one, my first New Year's resolution is to not sell a quad or a hexacopter for the end of the year. Not sell? <laughs> not sell. Or, or otherwise get rid of. Which means this one's staying. That's It's hanging that's on the it. trailer wall. <laughs> okay. Can you give it away? I can't. I still have to have it in my possession. At the end of the year. You know what? If you hung it on the wall and you put a little shtick on it, you could probably make a sundial out of it. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My second New Year's resolution is to be in. Okay. So I want to end the season, uh, the year, the season, however, whenever we kind of taper off from flying next fall at a much more advanced level of flying than I am now. And when I say that, I mean where I was at before my the whole wrist thing started to take effect. So I'm I'm really behind I'm really behind the uh, the eight ball on this one because I've got a lot of catching up to do. But what that New Year's resolution entails is a more structured sim environment. That's something that I've really been working hard on. I'm going to try to maintain that. Uh, I don't I don't really have any specifics. What does that mean? Does that mean a half hour a night? That means dedicated a couple nights a week at least where I just focus on actually expanding my flight envelope to more than what I was doing. And that's going to be a tough one because I've got a a long road ahead of me with that one. That new radio is, it's nice to be able to fly, but there is a severe lack of confidence that I'm experiencing with it. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get through that and uh, just be a much more proficient pilot by the end of the year. So what are we thinking, like one sim session a week minimum? At least two. At least two. Okay. Most likely it's going to be more, but at least two. Because, you you know, you go through those spells where you're just like, and then there's those times where you're like all about it and you're doing it every night. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of 
I think that's that's doable. Yeah. Third is to have a nitro that is not in a line. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm really I'm really focused on that because I I just uh I don't know how I've painted myself into this aligned corner, but I have apparently. And uh I need to get out of it very clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But see, here's the unfair part I mean, part you of have that. a tattoo, dude. <laughs> you guys... Yeah, you own the corner. You guys didn't know me back when I had all those other helicopters. The the Kasama, the, all the other ones that I had. The the JRs. Hey, dude, I'm focusing on the here and now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's care irrelevant what, evidence. what water went under the bridge. <laughs> so... Mr. Line. I, <laughs> I actually have... I've got a couple nitros in mind. I'm going to... Well, I don't know. It's not really a resolution, but I guess a prediction. Uh, I'm going to say that it's going to be a Synergy N7. That's kind of what I'm leaning nice. towards. So we got that. I want to have, I I want to have two electric 700s. So I'm going to one of my new res- resolutions is to get another 700, another electric. You have two. Two flying. Oh, two flying. Yeah, there's a lot of work left to do to do the other one. <laughs> but okay. you mean perhaps not the Align 700 electric wanna, that you've got kinda, sitting there? I kind of want to get out of the Aligns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. We'll see how that goes. Sweet, dude. Nice. That's about it for me, man, when it comes to New Year's. You're going to keep the Goblin? Oh, oh he's a- going to keep it. I think I'm going to keep it because I hate selling helicopters. I hate it. I hate the whole process. That's why I have a bunch of helicopters that I never fly. Well, I was hoping you were going to say <laughs> you're going to keep it because you like it. I don't I don't dislike it. But I'm not in love with it. Right? That's fair. Yeah. Um and it got you, you some probably like it as much week. as you could like as much as you could like any helicopter that size. You know what? That's, That's a, good a point. fair point. Yes, you're probably right. I I probably wouldn't be any happier in any other helicopter of any, of the, of that size. If anything, less happy. I think so. It's a great little helicopter. It flies fantastic, but it's just it's little. <laughs> I like I like big things. <laughs> no, no, I was, wait, I was waiting. Nothing. Not, nope, uh, not going there. I opened that door for you guys, and nobody, nobody walked. Through. I mean, I almost brought it back to the knob on your transmitter, but <laughs> yeah. my New Year's resolution be a little cleaner. <laughs> be a little cleaner. <laughs> oh, then you missed my New Year's resolution. Be a little <laughs> dirtier. To... <laughs> a little even out. Yeah, yeah, even out. So yeah, that's where we are with that. We'll uh, definitely make note of these, and we will put them up at the end of the year and see how. It goes. Welcome to the Mikado demo. Oh. oh. Hey, this is Curtis Youngblood. Hey, this is Matt Botus. Hi, everyone. This is Bobby Watts. Hey, everyone. This is Gary, aka Custom from Heli Rap. This is Burt Cameron. This is Pinion. 
and you're listening to the greatness that is RC Heli Nation. Justin, you got some listener emails you want to talk about? I do. I have one. Uh, this is an email from a listener by the name of Ian. And this is actually going a couple of weeks back, and I got it lost in my inbox, and, well, here we go. So, remember a couple of uh, of episodes ago, I think it was episode 116, we were talking about lipos and flying them at different temperatures in the cold, uh, in the heat. And, and so, Ian sent me this email. And he says, great episode on lipos. I use Revelectric's packs, which come with a temperature indicator sticker on them. Very handy in the summer months. Hopefully some listeners can benefit from these too. And he sent me a link. We can put it in the show notes. But I, I didn't know these exist. I think this is really cool. If you take a look at it, uh, what you've got here. Hold on, I will send you guys. I'll put a link in the the Google thing. Oh, it's already in there. Sorry, if you want to look. So what you've got here is it's basically it's like a flexible sticker that has uh, uh, what's probably sort of a liquid crystal type temperature uh, indicator, kind of like what you put on an aquarium. If you've ever seen like, mm -hmm. a, you know, a, mm -hmm. a, a saltwater aquarium where they're checking the temperatures. And so. This has got uh, three different tiers, it says, for temperature labels. Uh, changes color and gives warning if your packs run past 50, 60, and 70 degrees C operation. Colors will reset after cooling. I think this is a really cool idea, and it's, it's two bucks for what looks like three labels. So super reasonable, and you can stick them on any of your packs. So for those of you out there, I know we had a lot of listeners down in Australia and in the Southern Hemisphere who are in the, the dead of summer right now uh, and are dealing with high temperatures. And then, of course, some of our other warm weather dicks here in the U.S. and around the world, if you got issues with high temperature flying with your electrics, take a look at these. Uh, I think it's something that you might want to give a try. I like that. That's yeah, pretty cool. That looks. Wonder if you can get them anywhere in the U.S. Yeah, I don't know, and I also wonder whether you could use something like. I mean, this is a pretty coarse temperature measurement, right? Fifty, sixty, mm -hmm. and seventy, which is okay because it's really those are the danger zone temperatures. You don't want to get much past those. But you know, maybe there is an uh, an aquarium or similar type sensor or sensor temperature measure measuring device out there that will let you get a, a sort of a higher fidelity measurement who knows yeah but yeah thank you ian that was a that was an awesome contribution i do know in the medical world uh we have access to um strips much like this without the adhesive backing obviously but they do have a slightly adhesive they're slightly adhesive. I don't know what the material is, um, but they will stick, and you can clean them, and they'll stick again. Oh yeah, are those like on the forehead. ones that like the um, the little pads that you stick on someone to check their their heart rate? It's uh, kind of like a yeah. rubbery, yeah. almost like a glue type. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah in fact, I know what you're back talking in the about. day, they used to make a, out of a similar, you guys might remember, and I got the name escapes me. Remember when everybody was putting their gyros back when we just had tail gyros on that thick ass green? <laughs> yeah. The polyurethane gel. Yeah. And you just clean it and it would stick again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar to that. What's uh, the and they temperature do... range on that though? The ones that well, you can get at the, the hospital. Thing. That's the thing. It's, you know, it's normal, probably normal human. body probably temperature to a, up to 106 probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, uh, Fahrenheit. If someone knows of an alternative to the Revelectrics ones, uh, or where to get the Revelectrix ones, uh, then let us know. And along uh, lines of listener emails, I, I was, it, it, I forgot to mention at the beginning, I was talking about the Align starter and the batteries, and I asked our listeners to send me suggestions. You guys remember last week mm-hmm. for the Align starter? Yep. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, people were saying Thor batteries, 2200 milliamp. So I got a couple of those coming. So thank you to all you guys who sent uh, in those suggestions. Apparently the Thor battery is the way to go. <laughs> it's working real Sweet. well in that starter. Hey, so Hey, I had that one. Yeah, that's the one you had for 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes, as I remember. Uh, also, too, I want to mention, and I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't remember this, but, you, you know, the Jack who won the uh, AR-7200. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know how I forgot it, but. It's funny. He actually lives just north of me uh, a ways. And I actually flew with him hmm. uh, last summer. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. Jack, congratulations. Sorry, I didn't remember who you were. Uh, I've had a couple emails back and forth with him since then. Looking forward to coming up and hanging out with you guys up there in the Kalispell area again soon. So, well, as soon as the weather breaks, because it looks like you guys have a hell of a lot more snow up there than we do, which is typical. They're up near Glacier mm-hmm. National Park. So again, congratulations on that uh, on that win, by the way, Jack. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out with you guys again in the summer. Anybody else get any cool emails this week? Um, yeah. Well, we kind of had that one. Uh, we we can just touch on it real quick. Oh yeah, uh, yeah which yeah, was yeah. really yeah. The the <laughs> predictions from Paul. Oh, dude, Paul, you are the man. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh here here's some predictions right here. Um one of us or, or actually the show will lose a full-time co-host. So one of us is out. Um for one of these following reasons. Uh someone gets pregnant. Hopefully not one of uh, us. I'm, I'm assuming yes, we had a part in that. Yes. But yeah, but we're so. not the actual people being pregnant. Absolutely. Um, Justin uh, would get to work on a top secret project for NASA. So that would take <laughs> you out of it. Um, I decide I'm t- I apparently decide I'm tired of working for the man and opens my own shop. Uh, I like working on cars. Not that much. <laughs> um, and Jesse finally gets some harder classes or his current employer gets a job close to Pullman and wants Jesse to spend all his extra time working for them. So there's, there's that one. And that would be one of the reasons why we would lose someone. Um, 
so then what he says is for the good news is that we don't replace that person, but rather rotate them in between some of the older people that have been in on the show, like Dieter, Rob, Jake, Slicer, or, or whoever. After an initial downturn, this apparently sends the podcast off to new heights. <laughs> it's a little, little interesting one of there. Got to go. <laughs> yeah, this one. Let's see. Because man can't buy live by bread alone, or when you live in Montana, sheep. <laughs> Dan, Dan gets a girlfriend long enough to talk about her on the show. It's 50 50 whether she. It's 50-50 whether she will be there in the end of 2014, but Dan will rediscover it's better to cuddle up to a human rather than a dog during the cold Montana nights. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Huh. That's wow. interesting. I actually have That's another one some, here. Uh, I got, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a few. The, the ones that we've gotten have been predictions in the hobby, but uh, I did, we did get another one, and I don't even think I've shared this one with you guys yet. Uh, some of the listeners are putting in very, you know, specific predictions for each of us. And uh, here's another one. Let me read this one to you guys. Jesse will have another brand of heli in his fleet, specifically a Logo 700 Extreme. Ooh. Mm. His voice will also drop at least one octave deeper. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and he will also purchase an octocopter. Oh, ooh, octo, dude! <laughs> Couple props shy. Couple. <laughs> Nick will also be adding to his fleet by way of six hundred by by the by way of a six hundred size machine, but not before plowing a seven hundred so hard into the ground it's unrecognizable. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that. Wow. Uh, Justin, like Jesse, will purchase a multi-rotor for AP and or FPV. He will also own a turkey leg speed. Oh, wow. (laughs) I feel a little left out on this one because he actually didn't give me a prediction. Maybe (laughs) so. (laughs) He just gave one for you three guys. So, but he did end it with saying... Uh, I also believe this will be the biggest and best year for the nation and the heli hobby in general. So that was from Darkside 3D. Sweet. Uh, Warm Weather Dick, Darkside 3D. He added that himself. Yours truly, Mm. Warm Weather Dick, Darkside 3D. So thanks for sending that in. And again, we've gotten, I've gotten a handful of them, um, but they, they're all, you know, we're going to save the majority of them in case until, you know, we'll get the occasional funny one that we'll, we'll read. Uh, but then we're going to pull them out at the end of the year and, and kind of go through them and, and look back and see who, who knew what they were talking about or who's just blowing smoke up our ass. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, sweet. Uh, he does. Paul had one more here, oh? but I'm just going to shoot this one right out <laughs> just to tell him that he's wrong and we don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> He said, with the impressive members of RC Fly, it's only a matter of time before the right resource is introduced to Dan and RCHN. This person or persons will undertake some marketing to help fund the podcast, giveaways, travel costs, maybe even an audio engineer so Dan can spend more time with the aforementioned female companions. This will free up the host. 
This will free up the host so they can concentrate on flying, talking, living outside of the hobby. Um, we aren't talking about becoming rich from the marketing efforts and forgetting why you all give so much for the nation. Um, I'm going to delete that little, <laughs> little, little spot right there, but, but simply gives you some freedom to be who you are. <laughs> that won't happen. No? No, because we do that. We do that. That's, um, there will, everything that comes into this podcast, as far as funds from advertising, is done by us. It will always be done by us because we can always make sure that every little bit that comes in goes back into the podcast. And I don't think, there's one thing too that I definitely is, I just don't think I could ever just hand over the editing to anybody except yeah i don't that. see that happening in yeah case, that will never the only time happen. it's gonna happen is if i have to be gone and, and nick handles it uh and truthfully where he says this person will undertake some marketing to help fund the podcast giveaways travel costs yeah that that that, that i did that <laughs> like that <laughs> that guy showed up about a year ago or something <laughs> yeah and, and that's all we try and do I mean, every single last cent and kind of, a, a, I must be really crappy at this job because it's always every cent that comes in and then like, it's almost like a backwards 401k. <laughs> <laughs> every, we percent, we percent uh, match what comes in, <laughs> but whatever comes back in, it just goes right back into the podcast. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for sending those emails in, and keep them coming. They're a lot of fun to go through, and uh, if you send us something that's funny like that, we'll definitely uh, make mention of it. It's, it's fun to go through that stuff. So on to some news that has to do specifically with the podcast and our fun fly. Uh, Justin has been tirelessly negotiating and trying to work back, work some deals to kind of get uh, the fun fly underway. That uh, ball's rolling. I'm going to let Justin kind of fill us in on where we're at with that and uh, see what's going on. Yeah, so we, we've we been working here behind the scenes to get the second annual RC Heli Nation Fun Fly set up and ready to go. And we just got confirmation a little while ago on the dates. So this is going to be, again, for those of you who were there uh, last year, is it's going to be at the Baron's model rc club which is that huge awesome 2200 foot paved runway at the deer park airport about 20 minutes north of spokane washington and that's going to be uh june 27th through the 29th which is a friday through sunday but we're actually going to have the field available for coming in setting up camp getting your rvs put down and getting a little pre-fun fly relaxed flying in as of Thursday the 26th at 5 p.m. So this one, guys, I'm super excited. I don't know about you three, but I think (laughs) we're going to, we learned a lot last year. This is still the four of us being amateurs and kind of doing what we do. And we've been talking about it and planning things out. We're going to shoot for even bigger this time around. We're going to learn from some of our lessons last year, and we're really hoping this is going to turn out to be even a bigger and better event uh, that'll hopefully start uh, bringing more people from all over. 
Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, dude. Oh, this we had so much fun at the Fun Fly last year. I mean, just gut wrenching, <laughs> just side splitting, oh, yeah, laughing. Dude. Oh yeah, fun and uh, you know everyone played and it it was just a blast. The the field is, you know, being able to stand out on twenty two hundred feet of of paved runway, but yet not. You don't have to fly over the concrete. That's another big thing. People, oh, I don't want you crash. You're going to doink. No, you're flying out, uh, you know, over like grassy type-ish area. So you don't have to worry about smashing it into the concrete. But if you want to, that that's all right. If you want to. Oh, it I makes for a spectacular it. crash. <laughs> yeah, I will warn you that airplane landings, though, do wear down skids real fast. Really fast. <laughs> Three landings per set of skid. Don't ask. Um, but yeah, it, it, the facility is just, it, it's top notch, you know, and we're going to have the lights in and we're going to have, I mean, people coming in from all over the world. And, and I'm just, I'm so excited to do it. Even it, it exceeded our expectations last year. And I, I like to go big or go home, and that's kind of how we do things here. So our goal is to double it. I mean, that's my personal goal is to double it from last year. It's going to happen. Yeah. Very feasible. Yeah. So mark it down now. Make your travel plans. If you are curious or wondering, um, Spokane International Airport, Spokane, Washington, is about 20 to 25 minutes away. So close. Oh, Very yeah. close. And and this is actually located for all of you with your um, full scale license. Uh, this club is located on um, on an old runway on a full scale airport off to the side. So we encourage anyone with a full scale license. You can literally fly right in and land at this fun fly. Um, awesome. Plenty of places to stay in Spokane. Uh, lots of people will be running back and forth between town and there. RV parking, uh, the sky's the limit. <laughs> oh, limited. dude, there's so much. Yep. It's ridiculous. Bring yep. anything you need to bring. Yep. Ken, uh, last year, Ken from Lower Heli came out. Uh, I, I'll start confirming as we get confirmation from others who's going to be coming out. He came out and provided fantastic parts support. The, the giveaways last year were Phenomenal. nothing shy of humbling. Oh, dude, they yeah. were crazy. I mean, when every pilot's gone through like three times. Yeah, everyone <laughs> got something great. You know you have awesome people that support your fun fly. You know, we can't say thanks again. Last year, RC Aerodyne really stepped up and uh, helped us, you know, helped us promote and fund, fund this. It, it was just fantastic. And it's it's going to be that. That was just us getting started. Yep. All the stuff that you guys enjoyed last year or heard about, we're going to kick that up a couple of notches. There's going to be more engagement. It's going to be just like last year across the board from beginner to advanced. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's going to have something for them. Tons of giveaways, bigger prizes. Just it's going to be great. Don't forget the chili. Oh, dude, Dan! <laughs> yeah, Dan started a a tradition that we're gonna grab a hold of from here on out. Yeah, and that is Dan's famous chili. We're making twelve gallons of chili. Oh, 
And trust me, that nice. stuff will warm you from the inside. And we will have enough porta potties to support it. <laughs> yes, we will. 12 gallons of chili. <laughs> there are going to be construction lights up again Friday and Saturday for night flying. That was really awesome. It's a, and we also, music, guys, of course. you know, one of the complaints, complaints now, I won't call it a complaint. One of Concern. the things last year, concerns, was that it was a little bit colder than people would have liked at night. And that was because it was early in June. As as we already mentioned, this is the tail end of June. So hopefully that extra few weeks is going to get the weather a little bit better off for us. Yeah. It did get cold that first night. It, oh, it yeah. did. It, it did. Was. It wasn't yes. so bad. I thought it was nice nights. and cozy in the trailer. In the trailer with the heater under the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't wait. I. It's. Uh, it was so much fun, and it was. I just remember last year. I was. So, you guys remember? I was so nervous. Oh and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it just. It, you know, when we got there and people started rolling in, and that nervousness went away, and it was just time to have a, a fantastic weekend. Getting to meet listeners uh, from all over the world, uh, and, it, and it felt like everybody there was just everybody was great friends. It was like, I mean, and if you're new, if uh, if you you know you've just started listening to the podcast and you're new, hop on our website and on the main page you will see a link to our Vimeo page with all of the videos that we've put up, and uh, take a look at the trailer. Uh, the video trailer that we did from last year from the Fun Fly, and that will give you a concept of uh, what you got going for it. If you guys also need any help, um, as far you know, obviously we're we're only four people here, uh, but if you need help as far as hey, I'm traveling in from way far away, can I ship something there, um, and then just pick it up there? We will. You betcha, one hundred percent work with you. If you want to come. And you, you can get your butt there. We'll make sure you get your helis there. Absolutely. We'll definitely get that yep. sorted out. Uh, you know, of course, I, I also want to mention uh, last year we had some fantastic help. Larry Schroeder, uh, Dieter, of course, these guys, you know, fantastic. It, it was just an awesome experience to have everybody just want to come help and have a good time. And I'm, I, I just, man, I can't wait. I just can't wait. It's going yep. to be awesome. So it's going to be fun. Mark your calendars, make your travel plans, get in touch with us, send any one of us an email, and we will tell you exactly what you need to do if you're looking to get some stuff shipped in, uh, helis, batteries, whatever. And Get uh, it on your calendar. Day, Justin? What was the date? One more time. Oh, dates. June 26th through the 29th. Starting right. at 5 Perfect. p.m. on Thursday the 26th. Show up at 5, you can fly all night, and then we'll get started proper Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Sweet. That's <laughs> another long one. <laughs> <laughs> you, can we, you just don't even have to say I that. I know, anymore. right? Yeah. It's, the, it's like Another the normal show. Uh, it's the standard. Nick, if I wanted to send you an email, how would I do that? Uh, you would most definitely make that email to nick at rchelynation.com. Justin, if I want to send you an email? You could send it to justin at rchelynation.com. Jesse. You would send it to jesse at rchelynation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums. Uh, Facebook, guys. Did you guys, did you guys <laughs> notice Facebook? 
a little oh, bit of a yeah. jump. A bit. 3,000? 58 or something like that? It's growing. Ooh. 76. 3,076. Nice. Um, Jeez, man. <laughs> Thanks for your support there, guys. Also, to remember our webpage, lots of tech tips. Uh, i got the forums there as well and the chat room. Uh, so go ahead and head on over to rcalienation.com and check that out. Ooh, I have one quick. Um, I, I goofed up. I printed and then misplaced two labels and somehow totally dropped the ball. So two of you, I don't remember who it was. Um, if you're going, where is my hat? Uh, that might have been Nick. Uh, just maybe. They are they are on the way now. So my apologies. Only two. <laughs> um, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that happen again. I, I, yeah, I'm no, it won't. Smack it won't. your knuckles with a ruler. I promise. Yes, that was that <laughs> was bad. That one. That hey, that reminds me, guys. Uh, shirts got plenty left. Uh, the only size um, that I don't have. Actually, no, I take that back. I've got. I guess I don't have any smalls. I've got every other size. Some that that person bought the small, huh? The uh, one small we had. The one small we had has been sold, yes. And we also have only one or two mediums left. We have a quite a few XLs and two XLs left. Uh, one or two three XLs. And for you bigger guys out there, we do have one more four XL left. So uh, if you're looking for a shirt. Uh, just head over to our webpage, check it out. They're fantastic shirts, long sleeve. I love mine. I, I it's great. They really it. are great, dude. Yeah. Like the I I was blown away by the cuffs. Like yeah. those those cuffs are actually kind of like stretchy and of substantial material. It's not just like the end of the shirt with a little, you know, sewing thread. In there. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. good stuff. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I buy a long sleeve shirt, I always struggle with the length. These ones, I don't, they're, they're perfect length. Yeah. That's, you know, usually whenever I buy a long sleeve shirt, it always comes up a little short in the arms. One thing too, and I think it still applies to this shirt. What do you guys think? Um, if you're kind of iffy on the size, always uh, go to the next size up. Because I think they do run a I agree half size that. small. maybe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but we do have plenty of those left in stock, uh, and hats too. We got those; those are always available. So feel free to check out the store link on the top of our webpage. And I think, guys, that's about it. This has been episode 119. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. We're gonna own this year. <laughs> Later, guys. Bring it on, 2014. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. to your chin. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get Justin a shirt.
shirt that says that. Balls to the chin. <laughs> Balls Dude, to your chin. Balls to your chin used to be my gamer tag on f- uh, first person shooters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you seriously need help. Because it would pop up on the person's screen and it would say, You've been fragged by balls to your chin. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's get this going. <laughs>